Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode number 186 of the Classic Gaming Podcast. Today's date is January 29th. I almost said January 1st for some reason. 2023. Our first episode of the new year. We're finally back, boys. I'm Robert Ring. With me is Jay Totoro. Hi. Happy New Year, everybody. How's how's your year been so far, Jay? Nothing notable, to be honest. It's uh, been pretty. I can't believe we're already at the end of January. I'll be honest. Uh, definitely missed the holidays. Holidays were really enjoyable. Spent a lot of time with family and friends. So, what about you? That's what it's all. That's what they're all about. Yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed it. Uh, pretty much the same as you. Like 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 you said, nothing particularly noteworthy. Just uh, chilling and chilling and drilling. Chilling and drilling. I don't know about the drilling part, but chilling for sure. <laughs> um, there was something that I was going to... Oh, did you... Well, so I, actually, I'm really kind of jumping ahead, but the only thing I had for news this week is... Go, go to, pull up GOG. Why don't you just pull up okay. GOG? Check okay. out... The big banner right under where it says New Year sale. Oh <laughs> God! How much? How much money did you spend? Adult content not safe for work week sale. How much money did you spend? Don't dodge the question. I bought one. I did buy one. Uh, I don't. What it did wasn't, you buy? It wasn't much. Uh, it was. It's called Honey Pop Revamped. No, dude. If that was out, I would already have it. Let me see. I, I, I'm, I'm not just doing this. I literally don't remember what they... Okay, it's called... Oh, yeah. Alternate Dimension... Sorry. Alternate Dimension Diary. <laughs> uh, it's supposed to actually be pretty good. So I was like, what the Stop. heck? They just... They just don't Dude, look at the... Up. but look, <laughs> look at... Click on it and look at the top three games. Hold on. I closed the windows. <laughs> <clears throat> Lust nice. a- Lust Academy season one, Summer with Mia season one, Lust hover hover over Lust Theory season one on the fo- oh, nice. on the on the top right. <laughs> All right. Uh, Inside Jennifer is one of. Them. <laughs> All right, moving forward, Robert, because you're gonna get stuck here. I've been here. I've been here with you before. <laughs> oh, these are great. Anyway. What else? So nothing else. Jesus nothing, nothing, <laughs> nothing worth noting. That you, nothing. Nothing real new with you. In other words, no. Things have been pretty pretty consistent. To be honest, uh, I mean, I'm a pretty consistent person to begin with, but nothing nothing major. I'm trying to think. Um, yeah. I had two solid state drives fry at the same time, like oh, three four what? weeks ago. Something. Yeah, I don't know happened. what happened. I know. I don't, I don't, I, the rest of the computer's fine, so I don't really know what it was. You they didn't get, like, either. hit by lightning, or... Uh, I mean, I have a search protector, too. It just, like, I was using my computer, it locked up, and then uh, when I rebooted, neither one of my SSDs would get recognized, so I moved them to a different computer, tried them out, neither one would work, so then I brought in new SSDs in my, new, in my computer, and they instantly worked. Wow. I was like, okay. So I just fried two SSDs. Uh, the same you might want to yeah. make sure it's not your fucking motherboard frying them yeah that's possible i i would do that if i wasn't really lazy or power supply that's possible too my power supply is pretty decent so i don't know a okay. lot of the parts i have are relatively new so. i would just be suspicious if that happened that it was if it wasn't you know something obvious like a power surge then 
I'd be like, what are what is something that would cause both of these to die at once? Yeah, that's kind of my thought as well. And then I did nothing about it, so <laughs> as as is the way of things. Uh so all right, it's 2023, Jay. We okay. will in a little bit talk about our goal our our new our classic gaming New Year's resolutions. We'll talk about the ones that we made last time around and see how we did on those. Do you want to do you want to do that first or save it till the end like we normally do? Yeah, till the end. Like okay, we normally we'll, do. Yeah. All right, we'll save it till the end like usual. Uh one quick thing that's worth noting is this year we'll have this will be the year of our 200th episode. Dang. So uh, obviously that'll be, so this is 186 right now. So we got a little ways to go. It'll, you know, we do a little bit more than one a month. Obviously every three weeks works out to, you know, I guess what about one, was that like 1.5 a month or something like that? No, uh, no, no. Well, yeah. About one point. What'd you say? I said 1.3. I was agreeing with you. Okay. <laughs> So that'll be, I don't know, somewhere in the fall or winter, I guess. So later in the yep. year, we'll have episode 200. We've talked about this before. What we are going to do is for our 200 celebration, we will, uh, we're going to, instead of, so for episode 100, we listed our top 100 games of all time or, uh, no, not even classic. We just did a top 100 period for 200. We are going to rank in order, uh, every RPG that we have ever played. Uh, separate separate lists. So uh, that'll be coming later in the year. And uh, besides that, well, we do we will also have our ten year anniversary in December. And as a quick reminder to to everybody, what we want to do is for that game of the quarter, we want uh, our listeners to to decide what the most what the biggest game is that like the most important game, the most important classic game that we've neglected to talk about so far. We yep. want you guys to decide what that is. Let us know. We will pick, you know, based on your arguments, we will pick which one we think is indeed the most neglected one. And we'll play that for our game of the quarter. And we'll talk about that on our 10 year anniversary uh, episode. And just be kind. Don't give us the shit, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we got those things going on. Um, but now it's time to talk about the games we've been playing now. So, uh, how many do you have? Two. You've got two. Let's yeah. can we let's do the nor the the thing we've been doing where maybe I'll do one or two and then go back to you and then I'll finish up if that's all right because I get, so that way I don't have to talk for a really long time in a row. Works for me. Um, let's see. I'm gonna start off with Skies of Arcadia. So this is a uh, a Dreamcast RPG. It came out in 2000. I just had to look that up to make sure. Uh, it's very well loved. Um, everybody, like, it's one of those that you just, hear, you know, is if you pull up a list of, say, like, Dreamcast, you know, best RPGs on Dreamcast, this is pretty much, from what I've seen, top of the list on most everybody's list. Uh, it is, uh, you, what, so what the idea of the game is, it's, you are, but you're basically sky pirates. Um, it's a little bit car, I say cartoony. It's like not so much cartoony as it is lighthearted, I'd say. Um, and it is the, you know, I guess the graphics are a little bit cartoony. They're that typical, you know, dreamcast era 3d 
you know, kind of still fairly polygonal character designs and all that kind of stuff. Um, the premise of the game is you're a sky pirate and this, you come across this kind of mysterious girl who's being chased by the M by the empire, which is of course kind of evil. You end up rescuing her and you figure out that she is, uh, so you talk to her, you eventually find out that the empire is going around finding moonstones to try to awaken primals, which are, you know, more or less summons, uh, big, big giant kind of godlike beasts in order to like, you know, wield their power or whatever. And she is trying, I forgot what exactly she's doing at the beginning that they're chasing her for, but she's doing something uh, like she's got a moonstone or she's trying to keep them away from being able to find them in one way or the other. Again, I don't remember exactly what it was that was going on because I, I stopped playing this a couple weeks ago. Um, That's kind of the setup for the game. So what you're doing is going around and you're trying to find moonstones yourselves. If I remember correctly, <laughs> I, th- I don't even fucking remember. You're you're going around and you're trying to stop the empire from doing this. Basically, is the is the is the is the short of it. So there's a big uh, focus on exploration. So the the world of this game is like it's, you live in a sky world, pretty much. So all of like all the towns and things like that are on giant islands floating in the sky. And which explains why you're sky pirates as opposed to regular pirates, because to get from one place to another, you have to fly there. And so people fly these big giant, you know, they just, they basically look like giant boats, except they fly basically like an airship from final fantasy, more or less. Um, Combat is turn-based. One of the kind of quirks of the combat is the what what regardless of what weapon you have, you can change its color just on the fly. And different colors, when you use them to attack, some uh, enemy, some enemies like are more or less vulnerable to certain colors, and also the the certain colors correspond to a magic type. And when you use, say, like, for instance, yellow is lightning. If you use your yellow, if you use your weapon in its yellow color, then that will kind of level up your lightning magic more so than other stuff. I, if I remember correctly, the others, the other things do still level up, but just not as quickly. Party size is, for as much as I played, it was three. I don't know if that's the max, because sometimes it was one or two. And then it kind of seemed to settle in at three. I don't know if that's the max or if or if you do get parties larger than that. I, I got about, uh, I guess, about 10 hours into the game. So it seems like that's the max, but but it is possible that it goes up beyond that. I'm just not sure. Um, the story is, as I said, it's kind of, it's, it's fairly lighthearted. Um, the, so I'm just going to say I didn't, really love this RPG. I got a little bit bored with it. I gave it the full 10 hours. And then I was, it wasn't like, 
I wasn't like, all right, shit, I'm done. But after I gave it 10 hours, I was like, in my head, I decided, okay, I'm kind of done. Maybe I'll come back to this and maybe we'll see, you know, maybe I'll feel like coming back. I'm not sure. Maybe not. And then I just never felt compelled to to go back and, and play anymore after that. Because it's like the story is, you know, it's it's pretty generic RPG story, which is fine. But I also didn't really love the characters because they're just a little bit, I wouldn't say cliche, but they're a little bit uh, simple, like kind of two-dimensional characters. They're not poorly written or anything. There's just nothing particularly interesting about any of them. They're like normal kind of, again, they're, they're, they're sort of cookie cutter RPG characters, more or less. Um, not a whole lot going, nothing, not a, like nothing very interesting going on with the story. You know, you've got the setup and then that's that. And I didn't feel like it was really exploring much, you know, theme wise or kind of doing anything interesting with the storytelling. It was, it was just a matter of, you know, go to this town and see what's going on. Oh, now we got to go here and see what's going on. Now we got to go to this dungeon. Now we got to fight this boss. And there wasn't a whole lot going on there. The The art style, as I said, it's kind of cartoonish, but not like in a overblown way. Just kind of a basic, like, here's some simple characters. And it looks fine. It looks good. But it doesn't, again, just kind of like, it, this is kind of like, I guess, everything in the game to me is good but not interesting. The the um even the combat is good but not particularly interesting. I don't like having to cycle through my weapon colors every attack to decide what I want to use, but it's also not bad. The characters they're not <laughs> they're not squall lionheart, but there there's nothing really interesting about them. The art it's it actually looks pretty good, but there's nothing very interesting about it. The story overall it's fine. It's a fine setup for an RPG. They, they don't do anything interesting with it. Um, I think, uh, well, so I, I did read as I tend to do with games like this that have like a really strong following, but that I'm just not liking. I did go back and read IGN's review of this from when it came out in 2000. And it seems like what, uh, what was kind of the big thing about this when it came out was the, was the very open exploration aspect of it. Because once you kind of get, you know, get to where you can start flying around a lot, then it is a very open world and you can kind of go, there's, there's a lot to, well, I say there's a lot to explore. There's not really a lot. There's a lot of space to explore. There's not, I, I didn't come across a lot of interesting things, but it is very open in the sense that you just go out into the sky and fly wherever you want and go see if, if you can find things. There are little things that you can discover, and if you discover certain uh, kind of like not really hidden, but s- like semi-hidden areas, then you can like go. There's there are like map maker people that you can go tell them about. Hey, I discovered this spot and this spot, and they'll pay you for that. So that's kind of neat. But and I didn't get this great feeling of exploration and discovery. It was more like, hey, you know, go this way to the next island and so i would make sure to head east and go to the island that i want to um that's just because games have advanced so much in 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 that capacity since then that i didn't for modern for for modern people this is not like the exploration aspect of is not really anything big but i can see how it was at the time just because you have so much freedom to go around and go wherever you want 
in the world, again, for this time does feel very big, even though even if there's not necessarily a lot to see in it. Um, there are also ship battles, which uh, occasionally you'll get in a situation where, you know, you're not just fighting monsters in a dungeon or, you know, even flying from place to place. Kind of like in uh, some of the Final Fantasies, they do this where you'll have random encounters even on the airship. And you're, you know, it's like the monsters board the airship and you fight them. But in addition to all that, sometimes you do get in a fight with another ship and those work differently. What's that? Same thing. Oh, <laughs> okay. Something just, I just heard something in my ear. I don't know what that was. Uh, <laughs> I guess so. But so you have ship to ship battles, which work differently from, from regular battles, um, and I feel like it's kind of forced. What it is, it says like you get three, basically, uh, turns. It's kind of okay. It's kind of hard to explain. So you've got imagine you've got three characters fighting from the ship. You choose what each of them does in a certain time slot. So you've got like a little column, and then the first column that's kind of like the first time slot of this round. Then you say, "I want this person to shoot." Then in the second column you say all right then after that you know on the next sequence of turns i want this person to use magic and then on the third one i want this other guy to shoot and you choose all of those and then you basically kind of like hit go and then it do- and it goes through all that the the only thing that it really does interesting with that is sometimes it'll say it'll show you in advance okay on turn three the bad guy is going to do this so then you just like, if he's going to do a big attack, then you want to defend. Um, or if he's going to be more vulnerable then you want to attack. So it's pretty basic stuff. They, they try to mix it up, but I got, again, to keep going with this, with, with what I've been saying, it's not really interesting. It's just kind of like, okay, if he's defending or if, you know, if he's vulnerable, make sure you attack him. If he's attacking, make sure you're going to defend. So it's pretty basic stuff. Um, you can upgrade your ship, which is neat, I guess. Um, you know, it's got the typical RPG, you know, buy gear, upgrade it, all this kind of shit. But I was just kind of bored. Um, I kept kind of waiting for it to pick up, but I was trying to be patient with it. And then after about 10 hours, I, I kind of realized this is just the game. Some people, you know, people just liked this and plenty of people still do, but this is one of those where I, I definitely feel is kind of a product of its time. I might get some hate for that, but it's like, it's, it just, it just doesn't hold up in my opinion. And it's hard for me to say because obviously I didn't play this when it originally came out, but playing it now, I just didn't really find much to have fun with. So, um, I was, I was really looking forward to this one because I've heard so many good things about it. I know it's supposed to be awesome, but it's just one of those that I just couldn't, I, I couldn't really bring myself to enjoy it, unfortunately. So that's sounds guys. Like a really challenging time. Huh? That sounds like a really tough time. Yeah. Well, I, I wouldn't, I mean, I wouldn't go that far. It wasn't. <laughs> I'm just teasing you. Okay. Yeah. It, it definitely, I, I'm definitely not saying that it was bad. Uh, just that it didn't do anything to grab me. Okay, how about I'll stop there and you go ahead and do, uh, you talk about your games. Or we, sure. we can go yeah. back, you want to just go back and forth? Yeah, let's just go back and forth. All right, let's do that. Uh, so the first game I played for the podcast uh, was Red Dead Revolver, which came out in oh, 2004. Really? 
Yeah, I played I played this game when I was a lot younger. I rented it, uh, I think, once or twice. And at the time, I really enjoyed it. It was a PS2 game. Uh, I assume it came out pretty late in the system's life because it was late. It was like mid two thousand four. Uh, obviously, really, really, I wouldn't say famous game, but a very well known game made by Rockstar. Uh, obviously, Rockstar was in a pretty amazing spot at the time. So, uh, Red Dead Revolver is a third person shooter RPG. I guess is probably the best way to say it. Um, um, yeah. Well, is, the, it, is, is it is it is it an RPG? I don't think you so kind of, I guess you I mean, it's like a grand theft auto type game, right? No, no, oh, it's, it's very not. linear. Okay. So it's yeah. not, it's not like red dead redemption then. Correct. Okay. Correct. It's very linear. Gotcha. Um, it's basically like levels, if you will, there's like individuals. So, so the, the way the game works is like, you basically are in a level. There's a number of events that happen that involve obviously shooting people because it's a Western game. Uh, and then based on how quickly you clear it, how much damage you don't take and how much, how good your accuracy is. You are given a score based off your performance. Okay. And then you are given money based off your performance <clears throat> and then you use the money to buy things to make your character stronger. If so you will, like you buy, go ahead, sir. Do you level up or anything like that? No, it's just more of like you, you acquire more gear. You get like, you get so more it's like stuff. It's more of an action adventure game then. I, I wouldn't. Yeah, that's probably like, fair. I mean, you're the one who played it, but I, it doesn't, it doesn't sound like you're describing an RPG to me. Yeah, that's fair. Hold on a second. Thanks so much. Knocking my door. No, we're good. Um, so yeah, so the the graphics are pretty rough. Uh, it, it's obviously it's 2004, so the graphics are are a little rough. And oh, are they? Uh, some of the portions are voice acted. Voice acting's okay. Uh, definitely some opportunities there. Some things uh, just didn't, you know, wasn't necessarily like, sucked in with. Which you know, voice acting obviously has gotten a lot better in like the last 10, 15 years. So oh, yeah. totally get it. Even really, <laughs> um, just the pa- like. I don't know if this is just me. I feel like even the past, like two years, even it's still gotten a lot better. I do, and I actually kind of hope it continues in that direction. I think really good voice acting is just insane. Like, like really good voice acting is just yeah. so crazy to me. But, uh, so so the game start. I mean, the the story of the game is essentially you play uh, the game kind of starts and the character male character is coming home to his family to his son and his his wife and you know he basically announces hey i you know we just struck gold in this uh mining area and we're basically set for life and then very quickly like not 15 seconds later uh bandits approach to raid their house uh you play as yeah right and like it's like the most just obvious stuff you've ever seen (laughs) uh and so proceeds to uh you play as the the son no surprise there right. uh you walk around just killing people and then your dad and or your mother your mother and father die and then you and your dog basically depart on an adventure just to fucking tear shit up i guess they, they don't really specify actually you just kind of leave your house because it gets burned to the ground and takes his dad's guns and just heads out so he's not like start. i've got to avenge my family but he just kind of goes out and oh, you already killed the people that killed them so oh he already did that okay so now okay. yeah <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, oh, that's awesome. That's so fun. That sounds like what it, you know, like the goal of the game would be to do that. But no, that's just—it's <laughs> very concise. Um, yeah, and so you know, each level you get introduction to who the bad guy is of it. Um, and in one of them was just really brutal, which kind of um, warning, I guess. But uh, one of the characters like approaches your dog and just domes him. Like it was—it wow. came out of nowhere too. I know. I was like, what the fuck? So. 
Uh, you know, they try to give you some motivation for each level. That was obviously one of them. Uh, the actual so, so the combat is is rough. Um, okay. So essentially, you have a primary weapon and a secondary weapon. Your primary weapon is like a rifle or a shotgun, and then your secondary is generally like a revolver, right? So you can swap between the two of them. Uh, there's no way to reload that I found until you're out of ammo, which is kind of annoying. So you have to basically like fire your gun off, and then once it finishes, then you can reload. Okay. Uh, the reloading mechanics is a little bit slow and clunky. Uh, you have limited ammo. I didn't have too much issues with ammo from where I was at. You do have some form of like melee abilities, but again, they're kind of wonky. Uh, it's hard to accurately get them. And then when you do, it just doesn't feel great. Like you just don't feel like you're doing that much damage. It just feels like you're really? stalling a little bit okay. instead of like actually hurting your opponent. Uh, and then so the aiming mechanics. So basically, what you do is you you press L1 to draw your weapon. And then you press, I think it's R1 to shoot. But whenever you want to draw your weapon, because like normally you just don't have a cursor and you're running around, and then you can choose to draw your weapon, then the cursor appears, and it usually resets to the center of your screen, and then you have to aim it. And the, the reticle is really annoying. It's hard to get really accurate, and there's no like semi-lock-on mechanics. So oh. th the aiming just doesn't feel good. It, it, it takes a while. And then, you know, obviously if you get shot, it doesn't feel good. They have this mechanic where you can approach a wall and you can hug the wall and then like peek out and like shoot and come back. It's okay again, but every time you peek out, your reticle resets to a default position. So if the mob is like off to the right, you have to scroll all the way to the right and then try to hit them. And they're obviously duck and covering, you know, periodically as well. So... Just all in all, the combat wasn't that uh, great. Also, the, yeah. the mobs are kind of hard to see. They blend really well with the background. So that wasn't great. Uh, are they the like, also, not, but it's not It's not because they're like wearing camo or something. They're just like the art no. just kind of blend in with it. Yeah, the, <laughs> the, the saturation was very like grays and browns, I guess. It, it just it was just a lot of the same tone. So it was kind of hard to tell where things were. Uh-huh. Uh, also, some of the mobs, for some reason, will just run you down. They they don't, like, do, like, the shoot them up like, <laughs> hide behind a barrel and shoot at you type thing. They just forehead down run at you. And it's really just alarming sometimes because it comes out of nowhere. And then they, like, get in your face and, you know, you don't have a ton of options to do, especially if it's multiple mobs, which was, again, disorienting. But they added a, um, what was that game called? Mad Ma Ma Max? What's it called? Max Payne. A max pain type mechanic where you can you have like a certain number of charges you get them based off of like how well you're doing in the level. You use it, you slow down time, and then you can uh, lock on to vital points and then basically just unload your entire weapon on them. And it's generally a one shot if you do it well. Okay. Which is okay. I mean, sure, it's nice. Yeah. Uh, and the last thing is you get in a situation where you do a um, a duel. Or basically, like, if you're at a boss fight, sometimes they'll talk shit to you, you'll talk back, and then you do a duel. And essentially yeah. you like take the right trigger or the, the right thumbstick and you put it down. So your character puts his hand on his gun, then you flip it up and then it does like a slow-mo and you have to score enough points to kill them. Basically like <laughs> it, it'll tell you like, this is a critical hit. This is a miss. This is a hit. And then it, based on the, the shape or color of the, the reticle. And then you have to do the inputs very quickly. And if you do it successfully, they die. If not, then they fire at you and do a bunch of damage to you. Is it, is this, it sounds awkward. Yeah, it's, it? it's not great. Okay. It, it was pretty. It was pretty awkward, to be honest. Okay. It was. It was not not great uh, to say the least. So, um, the story itself was really boring. There was not really a whole lot there, as you can probably imagine, based on what I'm saying. Uh, mm -hmm. 
yeah, each character they introduced was very cliche. Like you meet like a sheriff who's a bum and he's getting raided by bandits. He can't pay you, so you help him. Like it's just very cliche kind of things for a Western. So I, I played this game quite a bit when I was younger and I enjoyed it for the time, but it was, nah. It just, the, the controls are just, I, I imagine I would feel the same way if I played Grand Theft Auto 3 at this point. Uh, like, uh, when was the last oh, really? Okay. Grand Theft Auto 3? Huh? When was the last time you played Grand Theft Auto 3? You know, I did play it for a few minutes like a year ago. Okay. What'd you think? Not bad, uh, honestly. Um, You know, it wasn't anything like when I played it back in 2000, uh, was it 2002, 2001, whichever one of those, nothing like that. But, you know, I was like, oh, this is still, it, it was still pretty fun. There were a lot of quality of life things that, that were hard to kind of get back to being used to. Yeah, it was, uh, it was just okay. Music wasn't really noticeable, notable, uh, graphics were whatever, no, nothing Nothing too crazy, honestly. It was, it was, it was kind of disappointing. I was expecting to actually, like, or I was expecting to. I was hoping that I was going to enjoy it enough to just grind through it, and just beat it, whatever. But, yeah, it just was not. It was tough. It was really hard to play. Got, yeah, I remember hearing or reading about that in a... Might have been an IGN preview. Uh, it was either that or a magazine. And uh, it was... If I remember correctly, it got delayed quite a bit. Because I remember reading about it when the PS2 launched and then waiting a long time for it to come out. And by the time it eventually came out, I had more or less forgotten about it or or didn't care anymore. Oh, that's sad. Yeah, but I remember it was hyped up to be, like, amazing. Like, it was basically hyped up to be what Grand Theft Auto 3 was. Obviously, Grand Theft Auto 3 had not come out. But, like, just in, in hindsight, knowing what GTA 3 turned out to be... That was what they were talking this game up to be. Uh, wait, no, Grand Theft Auto Three was out at this point. Or wait, oh, sorry. okay, okay, all right. So yes, it was. But what I'm talking about is when they were talking about this game. Oh, it was that, far, it oh, was wow, okay. way before all of that because it was like at the launch of PS2. That's crazy because that's like three years in advance. That's yeah, that's that's really sad to hear, but um, so yeah, I, I remember being very excited, and then again. It really didn't live really up to any of that, and not even disappointed because I I had given up on like it even coming out by the time it came out, um, and I so I never played it. I never ended up playing this. Yeah, it just wasn't. Um, yeah, it just wasn't anything special. I, I mean, I'm sure it was at the time, but just like looking back on it, just it was just hard. The, the controls were just really, really rough. You haven't played any of the Red Dead Redemption games, have you? No, I've heard really good things about them. Yeah. Um, I do want to at some point, but you know we'll see. The f- I haven't played the second one. I played the first one, and for me, it, it was it didn't really do it. I could, there's a lot of good. It's a really good game. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. It's not what I was looking for when I played it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hear like very both ends of the spectrum on on the sequel that came out a couple years ago. Like some people love it, some people hate it. I've heard only love about it. That's interesting. Oh, uh, really? I think yeah. the biggest complaint is it takes forever to get going. Like I, that's what I've heard. Like you're like four hours in, and they're still giving you tutorial stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, besides that, I think it is supposed to be really good. Okay. All right. So Red Dead Redemption. What, what was it? This was oh, yeah, Revolver. PS, Red Dead. Yeah, I'm sorry. Red Dead Revolver. Thank you. PS2. Mm-hmm. 
All yeah, right. PS2, mid-2004. Mid Sweet. Back to me. I played... So I'm, I'm making it... Uh, I'm trying to play more of a variety of my consoles and stuff. And who it might have been Chase the Night Cleaner asked about the 3DO. Yeah, I think so. Uh, and so, you know, that got me I, I that got me remembering like, I really love the 3DO. Why haven't I played anything on it in a while? So I wanted to find something kind of quirky. Cause that's kind of what 3DO is good for, is like weird stuff that you can't that it wasn't on other stuff. Bonus points if it has FMV acting in it. Uh, I went for one that kind of has FMV, sort of. Um, this is Way of the Warrior. It came out in 1994, and again, this is 3DO. It's this, so this is a fighting game. So not so much FMV as just what do you call it when it's like Mortal Mortal Kombat style, and it's like real care, you know, like real actors playing the characters, but they're not. It's not like yeah, you know, it's not know watching video. There's a term for that, I think. But anyway, it's a, it's exactly like that. It's 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 real actors that they have uh, as the as the real different actors. fighters. You see, like one of those commercials, real actors. <laughs> real actors. Uh, in other words, it's not drawn. Um, I don't. I don't. I made a bad decision. <laughs> really? Yeah. No. By playing this, by choosing this oh, one to play, bad? it's pretty. It's very bad. Yeah. It is a bad. It's it's just a knockoff of Mortal Kombat, basically. Um, so again, it's a fighting game, and the characters. I feel like in a for I feel like in a fighting game, one of the most important things. So obviously, you got to have good mechanics and fighting mechanics and all that. But I feel like it's also, and this is not a hot take. It's very important. For the characters to look cool, right? Yeah, I would hope so, right? That's yeah. like half of the thing, or not a half, like that's like a quarter of the game, I feel like. It's a big, yeah, it's a big part of the game. Uh, they, ch- uh, like, check number one, they failed on that because, the, like, look at this, the characters look s- just fucking stupid. I feel like the characters in Clay Fighter were kind of cool looking. Yeah, even Clay Fighter, they're they're like unique. But like, look at what the, the hell! Look at these guys. Here, it this. looks like people <laughs> who have never done this before are trying to act cool. Yes, I mean oh that's my God, that second it. one is so brutal. Yeah, that's uh, he's like a Australian. What's his name? Like it's like oh, Snakey no. Shaky Jake, I think is that guy's name. Um, oh, the ninja's rough too. The ninja's Ooh. bad. Uh, you see the military guy at the bottom? Oh, God, dude. I can't get over <laughs> So, honestly, oh the God. worst one is the one it's showing, the, the big version of that guy. Probably. I would say that of the ninja. The ninja looks like a Halloween costume. <laughs> the bottom right one doesn't look too bad. The bottom right? She looks terrible. The bottom right and the bottom left, I think, are probably the best looking one. I'm not saying they're good. I'm just saying Here's like a... the bottom right and bottom left are probably the best ones. I think the best one is the uh, the guy with the su- the the black guy who's bald and he has sunglasses. That looks like bottom. Andrew Tate in the small image. That's all I keep thinking of. Oh no! Okay, you just ruined it. <laughs> I thought he was the coolest looking one. Um, it's a tiny image too, but uh, yeah, actually, well, now that you give me the blown up image image of the bottom right, completely agree with you. Oh god, she looks. Ter- she's supposed to be like a like a bar fight. Biker? A what? 
I would think a biker because like, yeah, yeah, like yeah, like a biker, yeah. like a biker bar. Oh, the top right one. Oh, yeah. He so that's like the the Raiden knockoff guy. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Does this did I link this one wrong? Okay, just uh, I'm just gonna guess this game did not do well. Am I? I, I don't. I'm not sure. I don't think so. <laughs> Uh, I'm reaching here by saying I'm to try to pull up that information in a second. But the Oh, oh, the military guy his his name is Major Gaines. No, it's not. <laughs> like Did they, they even try? Like I I I want to move on from this cuz I know cuz the cuz our listeners can't see what we're looking at. So this is probably boring, but it they one by one. look fucking stupid. What'd you say? I said you should tweet them out. That way, people can reference back to what maybe, we're talking maybe about. Maybe I no. will, but like, so just to, just to go through, we've got nine characters. The first one is like a sort of like a monk-looking guy. He looks like he's about nineteen years old, <laughs> and he's trying to make like a I'm a badass face. Um, it's not working. It's not working. Second one is a guy, <laughs> this dude with like a goofy ass hat and long curly hair. He's that's I think again I think his name is Shaky Jake. He's supposed like. I, the the manual has backstories for everybody. His is like he grew up in the Australian outback or something like that. Crazy. Never would have guessed that. He didn't even know until he was like 15 that like there were other people in the world besides him and his family because he was so secluded. What's this middle guy? I don't even know what's going on with him. I didn't even notice that guy. Like I was just looking at that. <laughs> so I don't know. He's he, is, is this guy... I think he might be, if I remember correctly, he might be a kind of a Bruce Lee type character. Uh, then you got a ninja <laughs> with like a very nondescript. This is a guy with a black hood and a black mask. Then you got the guy I said looks like uh, Raiden. He's got the he's got the rice hat thing and a kind of like a mask over his face, sort of like a ninja mask. Then you got this girl. I forgot what her thing is on the bottom left. She's she's not terrible. She's kind of cool looking, I guess, like comparatively. Then you got Major Gaines, <laughs> who's, who's just like staring you down. He's got a you know a, a camo. What do you call this type of hat? Beretta. Uh, uh, yeah, Beretta? yeah, I think that's right. Whatever it is. Then you have Fox is the next guy. He looks cool. He's bald. He's got sunglasses. He's like an assassin hitman. He wears uh, like a tie and. He like he like dresses nicely and has a tie. I think yeah. he I think he might have suspenders if I remember correctly. Yeah, Andrew Tate. Yeah. <laughs> Stop saying that. Then you got the the biker bar girl who just she's making the dumbest face. Um, and and when you're fighting, they will you know like they have little lines that they'll say every time, but it's like mixed very poorly to where there's no. Like di- there's no dynamic range to the sound itself, but then it also just sounds like it's kind of coming from the background. So you'll just vaguely hear somebody say like, just re- like this girl, my wife started laughing about it. Like from the other room, listening to me play because she just kept going loser, loser, what, loser. Like, well, you know, if like she punched you, she would say loser. Like there are other things she said, but she just kept saying that 90% of the time. It was, it was really painful to listen to. Um, the, the gameplay, on top of all this being so stupid, the gameplay is pretty bad. The attacks, they don't feel snappy. Um, the, the different 
strength attacks don't really feel all that different to me. Um, it doesn't really feel like there are any no, any good non-special moves. Like that's another thing that you kind of have to nail the basics in a uh, fighting game. Like you can't just rely on the special moves, right? For like, yeah, of course, you, you got to have good solid mechanics and then kind of put special moves on top of that. And this yep. just doesn't have that. If if it felt like really to do good damage, you got to hit him with a special move. Um, so it just didn't really feel that way to me. They jump, they jump crazy high. Like in in all fighting games, the characters do jump, you know, much higher than is realistic. But <laughs> they jump like it feels like three times higher than even that in this game. Um. Oh, so it does have fatalities. The fatalities are actually, so they're actually implemented, implemented, <laughs> implemented pretty well. I think it doesn't, it's not like you win the match and then you have a chance to kill somebody. Uh, when you get somebody low on health, then you have the chance to do a fatality and that's what kills them and, and, and ends it. So I do like that. That's kind of a neat take on it to where it actually, there's a point, there's actually a point to doing it. Um, however, they're all pretty weak. Uh, like none of them are very creative at all. And that was one of the, that's, that's one of the cool things about Mortal Kombat is not only are they gory and all that, but they, they got pretty creative, uh, especially yeah, as, the, especially as the series went on this one, is just like chopping their head off, you know, burning them, just just like the most basic kind of things you can think of. There there is one where I think what happened? I think you punch them into lava or something and that one was kind of cool, but most of them were really just pretty boring. <clears throat> um what like I mentioned the 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 characters saying lines during fights. They the, Again, also with it being mixed so bad and and sounding so weird, like th there's no energy behind the delivery of the lines. It's like they're just like, hey, say like one guy says shish, shish kebab when you I think it's the I'm sure it's the Australian guy when you do a certain move. And like it just sounds like somebody walked up to him with the microphone and said, hey, can you say the word shish kebab? And he's just like shish kebab. And then they just use that for <laughs> for his line in the game. So there's no inner, like there's no like deliver there's no strong delivery. It's just like somebody just reading a word off of a piece of paper. Ouch. Um That's really so it's a good game, is what I'm hearing. It's great, yeah. Um That's really yeah, there's like I don't again, I wish I had chosen something else, but I actually I found this on eBay for fairly cheap. I was like, you know, this will, if nothing else, be funny to to, to watch and to, and to look at and see how how bad it is. And I guess I did get that out of it. Kind of, I really wish I would have gone with something that was actually a good game instead. I, I don't know. This was kind of a snap decision game, and I I I regretted it. So, loser. Way of the Wharf. <laughs> yeah, you sound you sound better than the people on this game saying that. Um. Yeah, Way of the Warrior is not a good is not I, I learned is not a good fighting game. It's not a good game in general. Oh, also it's very it's very difficult. Oh, I've heard a lot of old fighting games have that problem. I usually on old fighting games they at least start off easy and then get difficult after a few fights. Sure. I played probably 20, 20 fights before I finally won. 
Oh dang! Yeah, to a, a best out of three. Um, and that was just by like basically finding that. Oh, if I spam this guy's projectile, then that usually works pretty well. And then I ended up winning. So it's very difficult, also. So really, it's this is just this. This was a this one sucks. Way of the warrior. Don't just don't don't waste your time with it. What character did you play? I played the Australian guy some. I played the biker girl some. You definitely played Andrew Tate. I don't know if I did, actually. Even though I thought he was the coolest looking guy, I don't know if I ever played him. The first one I played was Major Gaines. Uh, He does this. (laughs) He does this. So his backstory is like, He's uh, almost sort of like Captain America. Like they they tested some kind of super serum on him or something like that. And what it does is makes him be able to get just like grow in size. <laughs> like not just muscles, but like his whole entire body just becomes giant sized. But it doesn't really come become that much bigger. It's like a little bit bigger. And that's what he does. Like at the beginning of every fight, like his little pre fight motion is he rips his shirt off and flexes and his body grows like one, like 20% larger for a second and then goes back down to normal size. Then you fight. I get it. Cause his name is major gains. I guess, I guess, I guess that's it. I don't know. If that's what they were going for. Or not honestly. Uh, I think I did play the riding guy a little bit and he was pretty good. And that was, that was about it. I don't think I played. I don't think I played the rest of these guys. <laughs> I didn't, Definitely didn't play this first dude. <laughs> like he's too, like that face, that fucking face he's making. Right? How how, oh. how do you just what? How do you describe that face? Is that a fuck yeah face or like how do you describe this? I think that's pretty accurate. Yeah. Okay. So okay. Yeah. Enough of way of the warrior. It just straight up sucked. <laughs> Basically every way. <laughs> okay. What was your other? What was your other game? So my other game, uh, I. Decided to play and beat Final Fantasy VII for the eighty-sixth time. Seven uh, and I, yeah, hell yeah. yeah! I just I, I just decided I was like I was just like one day I was like ah, I'll just play it and see because I just got an itch to play it. So I'm not, very similar to Final Fantasy X. I'm not going to talk about the the main game. Um, I just want to talk about kind of the end game stuff. Mm-hmm. So I beat the main game in about twenty-seven hours. It was pretty darn really? quick. Yeah, I think it was actually done probably even before that. But I got done really How? quick and I had no no issues. I just kind of ran through it. You didn't do anything uh, special. You didn't do anything special to to get through no. it so quick. Wow. Okay. No, I, I, the only thing I really did was I like, set everybody to hyper the whole time, so people would get their limit breaks really early. You set them to <laughs> like, what? Hyper. So hyper is a is an item you can use on your characters. You can make them sad or hyper. Sad makes them get their limit breaks slower, but take less damage. And then hyper makes them take more damage, but get their limit breaks. That's faster. a materia. Uh, no, it's just an item you can use on your characters. Oh, gotcha. So so is it like a like every fight you 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 use hyper and then go on with the fight you actually can do it anytime as long as the character doesn't die they keep the effect oh really okay okay gotcha i see yeah so and my initial party was uh cloud obviously you have no choice eris and i think i did barrett into yuffie once i could get access to yuffie and eris has a limit break that gives everybody else their limit break so cloud was using his limit break way way too often throughout the game so I got Omnislash like way too early, like way, way, way too early. So <laughs> I was basically just kind of cleaving fights down throughout the entire game. And then I got to Sounds the like, I know this isn't it, but it sounds basically like it turned into kind of like a new game plus, like 
Were you just stomping through everybody? Yeah, I had no issues with anything. Uh, and then I switched. So when Eris died, I brought in Sid. So I did Sid, Yuffie, and Cloud, um, which was really fun. I will say, Sid is just it's such an amazing character. I I always forget how much I appreciate him every time I, I play this game. But his storyline, his dialogue, like his personality is just so fun to watch. He is such a fun character. Sid is fun, yeah, yeah. It's so great, and like there, there's good depth to his character, and I love the way he swears. Like it just, he just does it so consistently, and I don't know, he's just a funny, funny character. So I really enjoyed it. <laughs> um, so I, I beat obviously got to the very end, uh, and then I wanted to go and beat Ruby and Ember Weapon. So I was, try- I was thinking like, man, I really don't want to play a hundred, hundred hours plus like I did for Final Fantasy X because you know that was a lot of time, and it just didn't sound appealing to say let, me, let me guess you ended up playing 110 hours plus no it only took me like oh. another 10 hours or so i clobbered my way through it so i uh so you know about the w item glitch right no so you know you know w item is materia that allows you to use two items at once um okay. and so what you can do with it is you can uh queue up an item so you say i want to use a potion uh, and then you say, I want to use another potion. And then as you're highlighting, hovering over somebody to use it, you cancel the input to say, use the second item. And then you say, I want to use the item. Nope, I don't want to use the item. No, I want to use the item. No, I don't want to use the item. <laughs> and every time you do that, it duplicates the item. So there's an additional one in your inventory. So oh, you essentially funny. do that with elixirs and mega elixirs so that you can go into the crater and farm magic pots, which are these creatures that tell you, give me elixirs. They just say, like, give me elixir. And if you hit them, uh, they take no damage. Okay. And then eventually they explode and hurt you. So if you give them elixirs, they give you a ton of experience and a ton of AP. So I just very quickly leveled all my materia as quickly as possible. I just put on, uh, I just basically cycled through all my materia uh, and I got all the master materia. So I had... um, or rather, I was working towards getting Master Materia, I should say. The summoning ones take forever. They're like 20 hours or something to get them all done. Like, legitimately. Because they have they need so much experience put into them in order for them to level up. And a Master Materia allows you to use every single Materia that's in that class. But you have to level each of those Materia to max level once. And then you get access to the Master Materia. I was like, holy oh, shit, really? I do not want to do that. Yeah, I don't want to do that. That's so much that. work. So. I decided, I was like, I'm just going to get to a point where I can fight Ember Weapon. I just want to beat Ember Weapon. And then, because if you beat Ember Weapon, you get all of your Master Materia. You don't, so I was like, okay, I'll just do that. Emerald Weapon? Yeah. So okay. Ember Weapon and Ruby Weapon are the two super bosses they added in the US version of Final Fantasy VII. Ember okay. Weapon is found underwater. You have 20 minutes to beat him. Uh, and then Ruby Weapon is considered to be the hardest boss in the entire game. He's found in the desert outside Gold Saucer. If you bump into him, he engages, and I'll talk through what he does. Okay. So, Ammo Weapon, the hardest, the two hardest parts for Ammo Weapon is he. You have twenty minutes to beat him. Okay. So you can solve for that by going into this area, and you can only go there once. I'm pretty sure. And you have to fight this really random mob. It's a skeleton riding, uh, rowing a a ghost ship. Okay. Okay. It's a mob. Again, this is the mob. I've never seen this. That's awesome. Yeah, so he's on. He's in the underwater material, underwater reactor, and you go in there and or you fight him. And when you kill him, you have to kill him using the morph material. And morph material, you do way less damage. But if you kill them with it, meaning you land a killing blow, you'll convert them into an item. This is like a common mechanic throughout a lot of Final Fantasy games. Okay. But this creature in particular, when you kill him, 
Uh, he gives you a thing called the guidebook, I think. And then you turn in the guidebook to this gentleman and he gives you the underwater material, which allows you to breathe underwater so that you don't have the 20 minute timer to beat Emerald Weapon. Emerald Weapon also has about 500 million health or a million health, I think. And then Ruby Weapon, I think, has like 1.2 or 1.5 million health. So 20 Wait, minutes. How much, to do, how much does Emerald have? I think he has like 500,000 or a million. Oh, okay. okay. So he has a lot of health. And, and, you know, realistically, you know, your characters are hitting for, you know, 8 to 10K, depending on how much how level you are. Uh, I also was not max level when I when I beat Emerald Weapon Rip, and I was like level 70-ish, 75 maybe, uh, when I beat both of them. I So I fought Emerald Weapon once, and I, I forgot, he has an ability called Air Tam Storm. Air Tam Storm. And okay. it, what it is backwards is Materia Storm. And what it ah. implies is, for every material you have equipped, it does 1,000 damage to each character. So if you have 10 materia equipped, it does 10,000 damage and it'll one-shot every one of your characters and you just wipe. So you have to be very selective on the materia that you have on your characters because any more materia you have uh, will kill them, right? Because they'll just use that ability and kill them. Yeah. Uh, also, you need to be strong enough to fight him. And then you there are, are a lot of mechanics to like give you auto-revive type stuff, but they take a long time to get, and I didn't want to waste all the time doing it. So I did all the other in-game stuff except for Emblem Ruby Weapon, which is like going to the sunken plane. I went to the, I think it's called like the Hidden Forest or Petrified Forest or whatever it is, which is like end-game stuff. I killed Ultima Weapon, and that Ultima Weapon was a freaking joke. Uh, but then oh, really? Ever Weapon, it only took me like five or six attempts before I beat him. Is Ultima Weapon also underwater? No, he flies around in the sky. Okay. Yeah, he, he gives you Cloud's final weapon called literally the Ultima Weapon too. And you actually fight him on the airship. Funny enough, you're referencing fighting things on an airship. Okay. You fight him off the side of your airship. So uh, you, so Emerald Weapon, I beat him. It, it took me a while. Like, like the, it took me like five or six attempts to beat him, but it took me a while once I actually did beat him. Uh, essentially, what I would do is I had all my characters stand in the back line. So there's back line, front line. Front line, you take more damage, uh, you deal more damage. Back line, you deal more, you take less damage, you deal less damage. But if you have on long-range materia and you stand in the back line, then you take less damage. And then I also applied Sadness to all my characters, the opposite of Hyper. So I get less limit breaks, but I uh, take less damage. So I did those two things, and I just stayed in the back line, and I just was very selective on how I heal, like when I would heal and when I would push. Uh, and I destroyed him. It was, it was a very pretty clinical fight. Like Once I got the pattern down, it was not even hard. Okay. So I beat him. And then I go turn in the item that he gives you, and he gives me the master materials. So I have one for each of the pools. And I, I had one character who was my caster, which was Yuffie, and then I had Sid and Cloud were both uh, my primary physical da damage dealers. And the reason why is because Yuffie, uh, I, I just like had her stockpiling material early on, and she was just kind of like leveling them up, so I just like kept, kept going in that pattern. And so I gave her a thing... I forget what the actual material is, but it's basically like when she gets hit by something, she just counterattacks with a summon. But I gave her the master summon materia as a joke, just just for fun. Okay. And so what ha what would happen was every time somebody would hit her, she would counterattack with a random summon, just any summon from the worst summon in the game to the best summon in the game. Uh, by the way, if you don't know, Knights of the Round, which is the most powerful summon in the game, is like ninety seconds per cast. <laughs> you have to cast it. You have to cast it like. 20 times or something in order to kill a Ruby weapon. So I engaged the Ruby weapon. My first, this is like my first attempt with him. And the way Ruby weapon works is it, when the fight starts, he has his tentacles in the ground and, or he has his claws in the ground 
and there are these tentacles that are behind you. And the tentacles will attack you and apply status effects. But the interesting part is, while he has his hands on the ground, if you have more than one character alive, he will cast an ability called Quicksand. And Quicksand uh, permanently removes a character from the fight. Okay? okay. Uh, so they're out. And he does it twice, and then he will withdraw his claws, and then you'll fight him. That's generally how the fight goes. Okay. Uh, he also will do a Quicksand if you take too long to kill him. But generally speaking, that's kind of how the fight works. So what you do is you go into the fight with two characters dead. You hit him enough times to where he pulls his claws out of the ground, and then you res your two characters, and you do the fight. So you have all three of your characters. Okay. Well, what I didn't know is I did it right, so I had two characters die. I went into the fight, which, by the way, getting two characters to die was insanely difficult to do. It was insanely (laughs) difficult to do. Yeah, who's going to kill them? Who's going to kill them? I can't kill my own characters. You have a very low hit rate on your own characters, I learned, uh, by doing this. But I couldn't find anything strong enough to fight me. So I like legit could not find things to actually hurt me, which was so funny. But so I engage with the Ripon. I, uh, I get the two tentacles out of the ground, so he'll stop doing the quicksand ability. He stops doing the quicksand ability, I engage with him, and I'm just beating his ass. And so every time he hits Yuffie, she is just casting a random summon, which was just insane because she's just casting these like these really long summons. Some of them are just insanely long. That wait, so wait, sorry, which which materia is it that does that? It's it's called the ma- I think it's called um, counter. Maybe it's the counter material. It's just I counter. Say. Oh, the counter isn't just a regular counter. No, that's counter attack. There's <laughs> counter attack. There's magic counter, and then there's counter. I think that's I think so funny. I didn't know about that one. Yeah. Also, there's a, one, one. My favorite material probably in the game. There's a, a material you get later on called double cut, where you basically auto attack twice, and then when you level it, they, it turns into four X cut. So the character attacks four fuck four oh, times, yeah. which is just so funny. And it does obviously a lot of damage. And Cloud at this point was just yeeted. Like Ultima Materia uh, had a ribbon, so he's immune <laughs> to status effects. I gave him an ability, I gave him another item to make him do more damage. He had Omni Slash, so he's he's you know every time he gets his limit break, he's hitting for 100 to 150k, just just doing so much damage, which is really fun. So I am fighting Ruby Weapon, just kind of going through it, going through the motions, not having too much issue. Well, then all of a sudden he just starts casting Quicksand. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, he doesn't have his claws down. Like, why is he doing this? Like, well, I'm just fucked because I, I don't have three characters up. I'm just dead. So I Google it and people are like, yeah, after like the 20th or 30th round or something, he starts doing quicksand again if you just take too long. I'm like, oh my oh. gosh. So I'm like, okay, so what the fuck do I do? So I'm just like, whatever. So I'll just like finish the fight. And so he hits Yuffie. And this is so funny, by the way, because this is a very similar story to what happened in Final Fantasy X. He hits Yuffie, and she counterattacks with the Hades Materia. Hades Materia okay. is probably my favorite summon in the game. Uh, it, it's a very—it's called Black Cauldron is the actual effect of it. And so what happens is you summon Hades, and he opens a cauldron, and he spits every status effect in the game on the boss. Okay? Okay. You would think that Ruby Weapon's immune to every status effect in the game, right? Yes, I would have thought that, definitely. No. He's not immune to stun. Out of all of the things <laughs> to not be immune to, he's not immune to stun. So I stun him, and I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. So I just get like two or three rounds, and I just tee off on him. And I'm like, okay. And then he comes back out, and I just cast Hades, and I stun him. And then he is stunned. And then I proceed to hit him again a bunch of times. And then I stun him, and then I hit him a bunch of times. 30 minutes later, he's dead. That's... I'm like... What a letdown. Like, this is the super boss. You know, people are always, as a kid, absolutely terrified of this boss. Mm -hmm. Just me and my brother had to work together to beat it. Just smashed him. So I'm like 39 (laughs) hours, 40 hours into this game. 100% done. 
Oh, and then I go beat Se I go, sorry, I forgot to say, I went and fought Sephiroth, which was, I, uh, his first form, I hit him once, and he died. His second form, I hit him once, he died. And then his third form, which is where it's a shirtless 1v1 between Sephiroth and Cloud, and, you know, you do the Omnislash thing. And, oh, yeah, sure, I remember the shirtless, how could I forget the shirtless one? Uh, how could you ever forget it? But yeah, uh, so... Yeah, I beat it. Uh, 100% beat it. And, and what's interesting, too, is I, I think I think beating these games 100% is going to make me not want to play them for a long time. Just I because, can see that. You know, you know, you kind, of, kind of go all the way through it. Uh, but I, you know, going into it, I know Final Fantasy VII is a great game. But coming out of it, it is, every time I play it, I just, it's better than I remember. Dude, you know, that's exactly how I am with that game. Yeah. I've only played it twice, but, but like, still... Going back to it the second time, it was like you said, it's like, damn, this is. I remember I loved this, and it's even better than I thought. Yeah, it, it holds up very well. And it's like, you know, whenever people talk about like the greatest RPGs ever, and they're like, oh, but I'll be seven, I'm like, okay, bro, like, yeah, sure, like Nostalgia Boys. And then uh, I play it, and I'm like, no, this game really is really good. I mean, yeah. the story, the dialogue, the, it, it, the big thing for me with Final Fantasy VII that is so impressive to me is you are in it instantly, like the second oh, the game yeah, starts. That's one of the great things about it. You just get trapped into it. You're going to reactor. You're going to blow it up. You're fighting. You're working your way out. You get introduced to characters. The characters start to expand. You get to do the Walmart scenario, the whole Walmart setup. Walmart? Walmart. Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying okay. to figure out. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Walmart. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I mean, all in all, it's just an incredible game. Uh, the end game was, was fun. You know, Ember Weapon was an absolute just big punching bag. And. Ruby weapon was just funny. Yeah, and I read afterwards, people were like, yeah, there's an item you can use called Dazers, which is like a, a, an item that causes stun. And you can just farm a couple of them and just use them on Ruby weapon and just spank them, basically. So the 27 hours, excuse me, the 27 hours, that, that didn't include doing all this stuff. No, it probably took me, it probably took me close to 40 hours, all said and done. Wow, that's pretty fast still. Especially I, I thought to it was going to take me way longer. I don't know, let's not talk about that. <laughs> yeah, so... That's it. So I didn't know that you, I knew that you liked this one. I didn't know that you had played it a ton of times, like you said. Oh, yeah. I played seven, like, ten times, probably at least. All the way through, yeah. Damn. I played it a bunch of times. I, I Like, I usually just, you know, go to Sephiroth and beat it. Usually, the reason I get excited, and this is kind of the way my brain works for all older uh, JRPGs, is like, I'm like, huh, I've never done this party before. Now I want to play Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> so it, it's just like, that's that's all it is for me. It's like, I'm like, oh, I, I really want to try this combo combination of characters. Because you know, I've played, everybody's done like Barrett Sid. Like I think Barrett Sid is like one of the most consistent groups that I've heard people do. Um, I tried Tifa in my last, like my last runs prior to this, I used Tifa in my last like three or four runs. Uh -huh. I've used Red 13 a lot. Uh, Eris, I usually don't use her a lot because I, I obviously know she's going to die. Uh, but in this one, I did use her, and god damn, her limit breaks are strong. They are so strong. Oh, are they? She has I, a didn't, I didn't use full her recovery time. one. Dude, she has a full recovery, full status effect recovery ultimate. She has one that gives all of your characters their limit breaks. She has one that makes them fucking immune to damage. Like, she has some nutty ultimates. It's actually crazy. That's awesome. Yeah. Kate Sith, I, well, I, next time I play, if I play again, I definitely play with Kate Sith. Kate Sith's uh, dice and limit break is really funny to me. I think it's really good. Also, he's just kind of an interesting character. What's but, his, what is his, I, I remember dice, but I don't remember what the dice do exactly. Yeah, oh, his, isn't it just his, like his, 11 does, what is it? Yeah, tell me how it goes. It's it's basically like he rolls two dice. It depends on your level. So you, you roll a number of dice based off of your level in a way. I don't know the exact math of it if it's like, you know, two dice for level 20 or three dice for level 30. But he basically rolls dice and then it does 100 damage 
for each of the numbers. So if you roll a two and a one, it would be 300 damage. If you roll, uh, you know, a three and a five or three and a five, then you deal 800 damage. If you roll doubles, it does double damage. So if you roll two fours, instead of doing 800, it does 1600 and so on and so forth. So the most damage you could do would be what? Uh, 2400 damage. Yeah. Two sixes. Okay. Uh, and so over time, it adds more and more dice to it to make it more and more impactful, which is pretty cool. And then, uh, his secondary limit break is slots, which there he basically just rolls three slots, and there's like a bunch of different combos. One of them can give you instant death. So one of them can give you instant victory. Uh, one of them just does damage, heals you, just stuff like that. So, gotcha. Yeah, and Vincent, I never want to play with Vincent because his limit break is so annoying because it takes control of his character. Uh, I still hadn't even played. I've never gotten Vincent. <laughs> really, I got I got every single character this time. I mean, I usually do, but um, I didn't even Vincent's realize fun, that yeah. you could get him until you said something about it when I played it last time. Yeah, you can get him really early too. Yeah, I yeah. love that you with this and Final Fantasy X that you love that you love the games so much that you'll just start playing them, and all of a sudden you're like, yeah, I put in a hundred hours last week. <laughs> Yeah, and that's it's funny too because like there are a lot of times I'm like I should probably start like probably try a new series and then I'll like try something and I'm like I should play Final Fantasy VII again and I'm like God damn it! <laughs> like I'll even hold off for a while, and be like oh, I'm not gonna play it for a while and then I'll just beat it. I can try. Was a, was a really casual playthrough. So. What what was? It, it was a very casual playthrough. Oh, I just this kind one of ran was... through it. Yeah, yeah. Well, damn, that's all. Now you got me thinking about it again. Yeah, right, and it's so funny because like you just played it not that long ago. <laughs> yeah, I played it last year. <laughs> so funny hell yeah well Final Fantasy 7 is still rules it does it really does <laughs> alright my last one for today is so I so I played uh, you know Atari 50 the big collection with the history yeah, yeah. and all the interviews and box art that kind of stuff that I told you about which is so good I, f- I finally made my way through all of that which it is still awesome it's got a lot of really cool stuff um, a lot of games that I um, do want to go back and play more of and talk about on the on the podcast. <clears throat> but there's one in particular that I went ahead and played a, a good bit of uh, that I'll talk about now. That is Star Raiders. So this came out in 1982. It was for oh, first off, first off, Atari 50. Did I show you the the I showed you the Atari handshake, right? <laughs> No, I don't think so. Did I not? <laughs> so one of the so in in a magazine back in the day, they um they they revealed what the secret Atari handshake is, and so you're supposed to do this to to people that, and it signifies that you both, I guess, like Atari or like are Atari players or something like that. This is uh, you know okay. obviously 1980s. Sometime around then, this came out in a magazine. <laughs> and you're supposed to shake hands, and then with your other hand that's not shaking, you, you reach over and you grab the person's thumb on the top of their hand, and you like kind of pull it in an upward position, <laughs> and then like jiggle it around like it's a joystick. Oh, I feel like you did mention this before. That is I sh- weird. I showed so. some people. <laughs> So I, I, I pr- I'm sure you were probably like the first person that I was like, you got to see this. Uh, it is, 
<laughs> Obviously, it's absurd, but it's just really funny going through and reading it. And it's like, what? this is like, it's already, it starts off already pretty fucking stupid because you're like, all right, the, the Atari handshake. All right, just show me. I guess just show me. Let's see what this is. Uh, and then it turns out to be kind of even more ridiculous than than you would think uh, just in the first place. So, yeah, that's the secret Atari handshake. Um, but anyway, that was just kind of a little side note, something very funny that I came across in this thing. It had, they had a scan from the magazine showing you <laughs> how to do it. But anyway, that aside, I discovered a game called Star Raiders. Uh, it came out in 1982. This is for the Atari 5200. Um, it now it was actually so kind of successful that they backported it to the Atari 2600 because wow. a lot of people didn't get on board with the 5200 because this the system itself kind of sucked, and so people were people were playing the Atari 2600 for like 10 years, even as they were all even as they were trying new things and, you know, including the 5200 and stuff, a lot of people just stuck with the 2600. So this game was so good that they backported it to the 2600. The version I played was the 5200 version. Uh, it's a space combat sim. And I'm just going to say it. This game is kind of awesome. Uh, yeah, it's really cool, particularly for, for being an Atari game, all of the things that they did. So I'll say this. It was fun. And one of given when it came out, one of the most impressive games I've ever played. Um, so what it is again, it's a space combat sim. There are bad guys trying like the setup is pretty basic. It's bad guys trying to disrupt peace. Uh, you know, like you're in a big, you're in time of peace and like this other uh, kind of, group of bad guys they're wanting to disrupt it so that they can kind of take over you know pretty pretty standard setup uh they're trying to take over this sector of space there are um you have space stations spread across this map and basically you're trying and so basically you're trying to kill all the bad guys but also protect these space stations when you're looking at the map, you know, every once in a while, you, you can see where the space stations are and you can see where bad guys are. And every once in a while, they will kind of advance a spit, you know, a, a one grid space on this map. Typically, they're heading toward these space stations to try to destroy them. So what you're trying to do is kind of go to bad guys on the map and kill them so that there are less of them to destroy the space stations. Uh, if... I, I like basically by the end of it, if you survive, then you get points based, you know, given that you don't die once you, once all, once you've killed all the bad guys, you are given a score more or less, not like a, you know, high, like Donkey Kong high score type thing, but it kind of rates you based on how many, um, space stations you lost how many guys you killed and maybe a couple other things, but those are kind of the, the main ones. And if you do good enough, then it's like, Oh, you're this rank. Now you should try this difficulty. Now you, all of, all of the difficulties are unlocked from the get go, but it's just kind of a way of saying like, Oh great. you like, here's your progression. Now, now go ahead and try, uh, you know, uh, the, this, this next difficulty. Like the first two are considered like in the, in the world of this game, they're considered like training or practice. Like the first one or two, they're, 
like in this world they're like oh you're just doing a simulation here and then if once you try it i guess like the third difficulty then they're like oh now you're really doing it now you you've gotten good enough for us to really send you on a mission even though it's just the same exact thing just with harder difficulty um so when you're so you're viewing so you when you go to the map view and you decide okay i want to take out this guy he's getting close to a space station you head over you you choose that and then it goes back to first person perspective, which is where like the bulk of the game takes place. And you warp, you, you know, basically go through hyperspace to get to that guy. Um, if you are playing on one of the easier modes, then it just, you know, goes to hyperspace like usual. If you're playing on a more difficult one, then you have to keep this reticle kind of lined up with another reticle on the center of the screen and it'll try to kind of move a little bit here and there and what you're trying to do is just keep it lined up lined up the best you can if you do a bad job of keeping it lined up then you'll end up like a little bit off from where you were trying to go uh obviously if you keep it centered better then you end up you know more you know, precisely where you want it to go so you end up in this grid space on the map switches back to first person if if the bad guy is still there and hasn't moved then you will fight then you'll fight him and it's either one two or three bad guys i don't remember if there are ever more than three maybe four max but either three or four is the max uh and then it just goes into first person space you know space combat and you are try you know you you have like a closer range map that you can look at so you can get an idea of where he is and then go back to first person again you can you can like look behind you. You have a view to look behind you. Like there are lots of different things going on. You've got the the big map overall. You've got the local area map that you can check out, and then you've got like the behind view and the forward view. Um, so then you just want to you know from then it's just a matter of finding the guy and getting to him, and you all fi fighting it out, and hopefully you kill him and he doesn't kill you. Um, while all this is going on, you have like multiple systems. Uh, just like just like you would in X-Wing or TIE Fighter game or Wing Commander or something like that. But this game came out in 1982, which just blows my mind. You've got a sh so you've got an energy level on your ship and it's depleted by basically like using any of your systems. Shooting lasers depletes it some. Uh, having your shields up, you have a shield system that you can that you can raise or lower. That uses up energy. You have a, uh, a fight computer, which is just kind of a little mini radar in the bottom of the screen that shows you generally where the guys are like in relation to you. It doesn't really show distance or anything, but it kind of shows, hey, he's, you know, behind you or he's or he's, you know, above you or, or whatever it might be. He's to the left or right. Uh, then you have, and you can turn that on or off to save energy. You have a, I think it's called a tracking computer, which will basically target somebody and keep them, uh, like if they go behind you, then it'll switch, it'll automatically switch views to behind you and you can shoot at, at him while he's behind you. Um, Did you turn off your targeting computer at any point? I turned off the tracking computer and they actually recommend that you turn that off unless you're really good at the game because... When it's in, if you are, because like if you, if you're tracking a guy and he's going behind you in front of you and behind you in front of you, then your viewpoint keeps flashing back and forth. Uh, but also when he's behind you, 
it's very difficult to aim because if you're if you're looking in the behind you view, the rear view, if you press left, then that doesn't aim left on that view. That turns your ship left as just as if you were facing forward. So that means you're aiming to the right. But up and down stay the same. Uh, is that right? I don't know. Basically, it's very difficult to aim in rear in rear view mode. Unless you like are very just unless you just really have a lot of practice and you're comfortable with it. So I kept that off most of the time. I kept the I kept most everything else on all the time. I guess maybe the fight computer I would keep on or I would I would turn off like if I was going from one place to another like you know doing a warp and then I would turn it on once I got there. Uh But most yeah, besides the tracking computer I kept all the other stuff on because if you don't have your shields on I might be wrong, but I think you will die to like one hit of a laser. Oh, wow. So that's really, you really don't turn that off unless you're just not doing anything for a second or you're extremely confident, which I, I don't think you can realistically keep that turned off. Um, now, you also have systems that can be damaged. So instead of just straight up taking damage, you're, you can have your subspace radio get damaged, which if that happens then you can't when you view the the map like the overall map of the whole like portion of the galaxy that you're in it won't update so it will show the last point that you saw like oh there's space stations here there's bad guys here but when they move none of that gets updated so that system can be destroyed or damaged your torpedo system can get damaged to where you just can't shoot Tor torpedoes are your lasers um, that can get damaged to where you can't shoot. Your long range scanner, which is like your, it's called long range, but it's your local area scanner, which kind of shows you like, okay, now I'm in this part of the grid. Let me pull up this, let me pull up this little uh, scanner. And it shows me where the guy is in relation to me and just, just in the local area that can get damaged, which it kind of does an interesting thing. You can still use it, but it's they it's called a reflection you see a reflection of the guy on your map so when you view him you you see one icon that's him and then another one like basically exactly 180 degrees on the other side of you and you don't know which is which so that's kind of just a neat little thing that they throw in that can be damaged your shield system can be damaged there might be one or two other things i think um but just like the fact that they have all of these different things going on in a freaking Atari game, it just kind of blew my mind. You got all these different systems, things you can turn on and off, things that can get damaged. Um, also, so there are space stations. Again, you're trying to protect those. But you can also, like, if, if one of these systems gets damaged or something, or even if you just get low on energy, you can go to the uh, grid space with the, uh, you can warp to a space station. And then basically dock it, or you don't dock at it, you go into orbit around it, which you kind of line it up in your crosshairs, you get a certain distance away, and then stop. And then they send out a little, like, supply, uh, little supply ship. And he kind of comes out to you, and then he fixes you all up, refills all your stuff, and fixes all your systems, then goes back, and then you can head back out. Like, it's got all these, again, it's got 3D space, so the 3D... You know, you can go up, down, left, right, back, forward, all, all three dimensions. It does feel like the Z-axis is maybe a little bit limited somehow because mo because you can go up and down. But most of the time when I approached a bad guy, it felt like they were 
more or less in front of me or behind me, and they never really attacked from above. Although they can fly over you and blow you to to pass you or whatever it might be. So there is a Z-axis, but again, I think it might be a little bit limited. But just the fact that they even have it at all kind of blew my mind. That's impressive. Like, yeah, everything about this game was so impressive. And on top of that, it was pretty fun. Like, it was just challenging enough to where, like, you, you do have to pay attention to what you're doing, but it's but it's still, it's not frustratingly hard, but it's not too easy either. Um, like, all of the things go, oh, oh it went, so when a uh, space station gets surrounded, also it will send, a, like, a, a message like, oh, you know, such and such is surrounded. So if that happens, you want to, like, check out your map, see where that is, warp to it as fast as you can, and kill it. Because if you don't, or, or kill the guys attacking it, because... I think once that happens, it's like you have 60 or 90 seconds or something like that to kill the guys that are bombarding it or else you lose that space station. So you've got kind of like these more time sensitive things popping up every now and then, too. There's just so much going on in this game. Again, for like for a game this old on running on such relatively simple hardware, I was really, really surprised by not only all the things that it had going on, but also just how fun it really was and also and really the, the graphics are pretty good too you know it's it's atari they're not great but it really doesn't look bad either like they do a good job of kind of giving you a feel you know like when stars are flying by it kind of gives you a little bit of a 3d feel with those like you know some going by faster than others um just this is a really cool game if if anybody who gets a chance to I really recommend checking it out, even if it's even if it means buying Atari Fifty, because that that whole collection is worth it alone. Um, but this is a really fun game. Um, I'm like, this is a game that I would launch and just play for fun. You know, it's uh, when I played Wing Commander uh, like a while back for the podcast, Wing Commander One. I was so impressed with that with what that game did, and that was 1990. This game does a lot of the stuff that Wing Commander does, and it came out in again nineteen eighty two. That just it just kind of blew my mind. So this was like a hidden gem that like I know that's a cliche term to use, but I really sure. don't come across many of those nowadays. Like most of the time, it's like oh top ten hidden gems for PlayStation, and you've heard of ninety percent of them. Yeah, I love that list. It's like <laughs> like. like- Best JRPGs of all time you've never heard of. Chrono Trigger. I'm like, bro, like what? <laughs> um, I read enough of those most of my time. Yeah, but like uh, this one, I had never heard of this. Uh, maybe that's just, you know, maybe in Atari enthusiasts have heard of this and, and I'm just an idiot for not knowing about it. But I had never heard of this. It was a very pleasant surprise. I'm really happy that I, that I played it. Um, it's a really cool game. So if you get a chance oh. to play Star Raiders, it's, it's really pretty awesome. Okay, um, that's it, right? You don't you, you don't have any more. That's all I got. Okay, so we had Skies of Arcadia. Uh, I'm already going blank. Oh yeah, uh, uh, Red Dead Revolver, Way of the Warrior, Final Fantasy VII. Oh, Way of the Warrior. I thought it was just called Warrior. No, no, no. Way of the Way of the Warrior. Okay, I misheard you when you said that earlier. And Final Fantasy VII and Star Raiders. So let's let's talk about New Year's resolutions, Jay. Ah, you gonna hit the gym and eat more fruit? 
Nah, I already eat a lot of fruit, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, we talked about this last year. Remember kind of how we really don't like uh, the idea of New Year's resolution? Like, you know, besides yeah. the ones we do for fun on the podcast, like the typical type of New Year's resolutions kind of just how annoyed we get with, with those. Yeah, 100%. Uh, I remembered another thing that happened. This is just like a really small thing. But when, one year, this wasn't even this year. This was like three or four years ago. I was, uh, I don't even know if it was January 1st, but it was, you know, like at the very beginning of the year. And I was at the grocery store and I was buying a bunch of fruit because we typically like, you know, just try to keep a bunch of fruit on hand. <laughs> like I'm not the healthiest eater in the world, but I, but I try yes, to make. Are. Robert's in very good shape, just so you're all aware. Go ahead. <laughs> Okay, so I'm in I'm in good shape, but like good shape, yeah. I I don't avoid. Let me put it this way: I don't avoid food that's that's like not good for you. But I just try to make sure that I get in all the good stuff, and then for the rest of whatever, I, you know, I eat whatever I want. But that's I make so sure funny. Just we do the same fucking thing. Okay, okay. So you know what yeah, I'm talking about. So I was buying a bunch of fruit and vegetables like I always do, and the and the lady checking out, she goes. Oh, so what did you make a New Year's resolution to eat more fruit? Uh, like, I was like, f- basically wanted to say, "Fuck you!" Like, no, <laughs> I'm not. That's not what I'm doing. Please, you don't just grab say your that. grab your grab your bags, just scowl at her like, "Fuck you!" <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, I, I, it drove drove me nuts the first week of the year because you know everybody I was like, "Oh, what are your what are your New Year's resolutions?" I'm like, I don't really have any. Like, you know, there are things I want to improve in my life. Not to say I'm perfect, and and I want to preface all this by saying, if you make New Year's resolutions to better yourself and you are successful. That's awesome. I congratulate you. I think that's the greatest thing in the world. However, the majority of the people that I hear make New Year's resolutions, uh, family included, they bring them up. They talk about them for about two weeks leading into it. They do them for maybe a day and then they stop. So my coworkers uh, were asking me like, oh, what are your New Year's resolutions? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I don't, you know, don't really have any, you know, whatever. And they all, of course, told me all about the things they're trying to do, you know, trying to cut out sugar in my diet. And these are people who consume a lot of sugar. And they're like trying to cut out caffeine in my diet and blah, 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 blah. And they're, and they followed up with, teehee, I don't think I'm actually able to do it, though. <laughs> and I'm just like, then Gee. why? Like, classic. It's classic teehee. Just like that, that alone. Which, again, and, and I will say, when I used to go to the gym consistently, uh, the first two weeks of the year, usually the first month of the year, I would take off from, from lifting. Because sure. the people who were at the gym, who were not accustomed to work at the gym are very frustrating and again i think it's great if people are working out and getting the, doing better for themselves but my god they do not understand gym etiquette and they do not understand how frustrating it is when they're when you're when you're sitting on a machine waiting for somebody and they are texting and sitting there and doing nothing <laughs> oh yeah oh that's terrible um i think you yeah. put it very well last time we had this conversation which is a lot of people use the new year's resolutions to like get the pat on the back before yeah, get actually, the credit. before doing anything. Yeah. Uh, There's which, an actual terminology for that. I, I remember I heard it when I was studying psychology. I forget. I forget what oh, it is, really? But yeah. I, I don't, I don't remember exactly what it's called, but I, I believe there's a, there's a term for it. And, and I, I will share, I have family members that are very prone to that. And whenever they bring up the things that they're doing and I'm, I just try to like, that's really cool. Do you need any help doing it? You know, I try not to give them too much credit for it. And I just try to like, you know, encourage them to do it, you know, follow up with them on it. Like, how, how is that going? Because yeah, I, I just, I just know so many people that do exactly that. They talk about something, get the credit for it, get the pat on the back and then they never do it. Yeah. And, and again, that's their decision. You know, at the end of the day, if people right. 
that's their decision. But I, I just get annoyed with hearing about it a lot. So, yep. yeah. Uh, oh, hey, real quick, before we do talk about our, now <laughs> that we've bashed New Year's resolutions and are about to talk about ours, yeah. uh, did you watch any, uh, so Awesome Games done quick. I mean, I, that was one of the things I meant oh, yeah. to mention. That was, that happened, what, a few weeks ago? Um, did you watch any of it? I watched a little bit. I actually have a good story to tell you about this too. So oh, one of my co- one of my team members. So I I I think I've shared with you before. I manage a team uh, of about twenty five people today. Uh, and so you're talking about I, you're talking about at work. At work, yes. I man I manage a group of about twenty five people. And one of my team members, who's probably like five or six years younger than me, if I had to guess, I don't really know. But he was like, we were doing a meeting and we were talking about like updates for the organization, blah blah blah. And you know, I was just asking like, how's your weekend and stuff. And you know, we're, I'm in a group with my whole team. And he just goes, oh, yeah, I've been watching Awesome Game Games Done Quick. And and I, I, I am very professional at work. I don't really talk about things outside work or really too much about my hobbies. Like, people know I play some video games or whatever. And he was just like, you know, oh, do you know about this? And in my head, I'm like, fuck, if I say I do, that just, like, <laughs> I feel like that gives off so much information. It gives like, off no, a I've lot. never heard of it. Please tell me. And then, of course, he proceeds to tell me all about it. Oh, so you didn't, so you told him you didn't, that you didn't. No, I, I, cause I, I just, you know, I'm, I try to be private with, with what I do. Outside. Right. Cause you, uh, cause you gotta be deep into it before you know about that kind of like, I mean, yeah, I say exactly, deep into it, but exactly. you know, like compared You're to the common it. person, you gotta be yes. deep into this kind of stuff. Exactly. Yeah. It, it gives off a lot of information, yep. you know, about how best I am at gaming and stuff like that, but it's just funny. So what was he telling you about it? everything i mean just <laughs> that's great so he's so much money they've raised, which is really cool he's very excited about it um yeah just every 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 detail that i already do so. that's that's awesome um so i was going to mention they they raised 2.6 million that's their um, highest right i don't i don't know i don't remember seeing like oh this was their most okay. ever so i'm not sure if it was or not it may well have been um but i, I just don't know but that's how much they earned did you watch? So you watched a little bit of it. Do you know? Did you have any particular ones? That I just kind of pop in and out. Like I, I don't really like like. Oh, I really want to watch this speed run. Yeah. I usually just pop in and out. Um, I there wasn't anything particular that stuck out to me. So that was the same kind of for me. Uh, well, there was one that stood out, which was Final Fantasy VII. Actually, um, do you remember who the runner was? I don't remember who the runner was. Okay. Um, but that was like you know, it's like a seven hour run. I obviously yep. didn't watch the whole thing, but I watched part of it when I could, and it was it was a really fun one to watch. That's um, cool. But the but I felt like this on I felt like this time around there were not a bunch of games that I was really interested in seeing uh, compared to usual. But I, I did. I had a feeling of last couple, to be honest. Oh, have have you really? Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, like for me, like there are obviously the games of our childhood, and maybe it's just because we're getting older. But I feel like a lot of the games that they're playing, I'm like, that looks like dog shit, and I've never heard of that before. And then I'll just like turn it off and then go watch something else. Huh. Okay. Do you uh, feel differently? Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, I feel like usually there's a, there are a good number of them that I'm like, oh, I hope I get a chance to see this one or that one. Um, I really didn't feel that way this time. I can see that. Yeah, anyway. I, I mean, I, I I watched a couple. I probably watched more than a couple hours. I will say as well, holy shit, fuck Twitch. Twitch is so obnoxious, and their ads are getting so ridiculous. And like, oh, are they? They are scaling their ads so like. And the best part is, is AdBlock. They keep making it so their ads go through AdBlock. And what I love about this whole thing yeah. is like, well, if people if people didn't use AdBlock, we wouldn't do this. And it's like, yes, you would. You absolutely would because it's money and you're Amazon. But it, what I love about it is like. Now, when you turn on ad, or if I turn on Twitch without my ad block on, and it's like 
seven 30 second ads. I'm like, oh, right. What? I'm going to close really? the window, turn on my ad block, and open Twitch back up immediately. There's no way I'm watching seven ads. I'm like, people are like, yeah. oh, that's so ridiculous. Whatever. I don't care. I'm just like, between that and YouTube's ads, I am using ad block every single time. I have multiple ad blocks now to try and block it because it's just, oh, really? they're so ridiculous. And now Twitch has gotten to a point where anytime you switch between streams, you will usually get an ad. And it's and when I say an ad, yeah, it yeah. could be a, a series of ads. Yeah. Oh my God. It's just so brutal. It's like, I'll be watching somebody for, you know, a couple hours or something while I'm working. And it, 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 the worst part I, they hate about Twitch ads is they don't know when to be played. So they'll play like, I'm watching somebody play WoW and I'm watching them play arena and the arena matches, they will sit in queue for 16 minutes and they will play an arena match for three minutes because they're so high rated. So I will sit there for 16 minutes, get no ads. They'll be in a game for the three minutes and then I will get seven 30 second ads, which encompasses the entire game. So then by the time the ads finish running, guess what? They're done and they're back out just waiting in queue again. I'm like, Oh, awesome. So I'm just going to mute this for another 16 minutes and hope that, the ad doesn't come on at the worst time ever. <laughs> I hate it. They're getting so greedy. And like it just... Well, yeah, sure I, all... I use an ad blocker, and I get like usually one or two when I launch a stream. And then occasionally one will pop up in the middle of it. But it does a thing where it still shows you the <sighs> thing you're watching. And like, honestly, I, I, I don't mind I haven't, that. I haven't been too bothered by, by that stuff lately. Oh, my God. Trust me. Nuts. Do you watch a lot of Twitch? No, I wouldn't say a lot. I probably watch every other day, like not not for like hours. I'll usually turn on a stream for me like 30, 60 minutes. If I'm working on something at work and I just need to like distract my brain periodically and just have something on or like have white noise or something, I'll just watch somebody play something really casually. And it's just they're at, and the worst part is, is one, their ads are usually really loud. Two, they support TurboTax, which fuck TurboTax. Oh, my God. They're just polluting everything with their ads right now. And it's just their ads are so cringy and it's just. That's obviously a completely different topic, but it just, I just hate it. I have so seen, much. I have seen, I feel like I have They're seen so those. cringy. Like, yeah. come to yeah. TurboTax, come pay us money for a service that shouldn't exist. Yep. Like, I just, I love those ads when they come up. I'm like, fuck you, TurboTax. Yep. God. Every time. Every time. Every time. Um, How did we get here? I don't know. How did we, oh, we're <laughs> talking about games done quick. I was trying to back, I was trying to backtrack to where we were, but I don't know where we were or how we got here. We were talking about games done quick. We were talking about New Year's resolutions. I think I think we're on New Year's resolutions. New Year's resolutions. Okay, so our New Year's classic gaming New Year's resolutions. Um, I uh, usually I don't know why I had stopped doing this. I stopped making generic like do more like play more variety and stuff like that. And instead, I moved sure. more to. Picking specific five game. specific games. I don't know why, yeah. because this year I decided to go back a little bit on, well, in, on some of mine, I, instead of just to doing specific games, I chose, you know, more broad I mean, you'll probably things. complete yours. I probably won't complete mine, so. Well, okay, so, oh yeah, so that reminds me, let's talk about the last ones we had. So, oh, do we have to? <laughs> well, you only we had, we just you only year. had two last year. <laughs> you only oh, did geez. two. I'm going to go, I'm going to guess without even knowing what they are. I'm going to say I completed zero of them. I don't think you did. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> there you go. That's fine. I'm so yours were, quote, continue playing through some old school, school MMOs. You, as some, um, ex as some examples, you listed RuneScape, EverQuest, and Dark Age of Camelot. 
I did play Dark Age of Camelot for a minute, beginning of this year, but or beginning of last year rather, but it was not enough to even bother talking about. I haven't played EQ yet. I, I've, I've like every once in a while, I'm just like, ah, I should try Runescape, but I just don't. And I'm and I like, I think I'm gonna play it. And absolutely hate it. I'm kind of scared of trying it. EverQuest is something I do want to try at some point. I so. think Runescape yeah. is one of those. I don't think I've ever played it, but it sounds like, from what I know, it sounds like one of those is gonna be like really gonna be rough. Oh, if you want to play it together sometime, let me know. Maybe, yeah, dude. If, yeah, if you. If and when you decide to to try it out, let me know, and I I, I might I might just. It's do fun it. to see. It, 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 I, I will say uh, so. So part of my intention, we're going to go a little bit of a tangent, but part of my intention with playing old school MMOs was to find something that I would enjoy playing for a while, and, and you know, kind of get that that fun out of playing MMOs. What I realized though is that any MMO that is old at this point, with the exception of WoW, obviously. Uh, is is going to be missing too much to play. It's just it, they're too dated at this point. Yeah. I think unless you actually played them during the time, it is going to be too hard to play. And it, it's hard to look forward because there is only one MMO that is coming up that actually looks good. The rest of them, I have like major major issues with. So that is part of my reasoning is like hoping that I could find something that I would enjoy playing for a little while. But I just I I, I think I'm accepting reality that that's not going to happen. That's yeah. And also another th- well in. in- you can speak to this better than I can. In my limited experience, it seems like the older MMOs, they did not do uh, a good job of thinking forward in the sense that like, okay, in 20 years from now, when somebody new signs up, are they going to be able to even like, is it, like Final Fantasy 11, for instance, people do still play that game. But when you and I gave it a shot, the whole yeah. entire thing was a ghost town because everybody who's played there, they have no reason to come back to these spots. So for various reasons, you know, that and other like things that happen in, in these games, a lot of them, it's very difficult to get into as a new player. Like, I think that's fair. And I think, I mean, I think it's unrealistic to think that they would actually think about that too, because I mean, if, yeah, if you're yeah. player based, you know, and and I will share a little bit as well. I think one of the <clears throat> smart things that that a lot of game game developers did is they added like ways to expedite the early game, just so that you could get into the point where you actually start seeing players. Because if you're playing an MMO to play alone, that's cool. Most people don't do that though. Yeah. Most people play MMOs to play with other people. Uh, one thing you, you obviously know who Asmongold is. I'm assuming. Uh, I think you've talked about him before. Is he a uh, okay. WoW streamer? He's a streamer. I mean, he's a, yeah, he, he, he's known mostly for playing WoW, but he's okay. played a lot of other things. He said something really interesting recently, which is like, you know, vanilla classic WoW, the one that came out a couple years ago that I was really excited about. The servers are dead. And and this is by no means surprising. I mean, it, based off what Blizzard did, blah, 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 blah. You know all that. I've talked about that many times. Mm-hmm. But uh, one of the cool things about it, what, what he suggested was that they open that up to be free. This is like a very like genius thing that Blizzard could do make their original game free to get people hooked into playing WoW to encourage them to play the newer iterations of it. Because Blizzard's obviously hurting for revenue right now because of the issue with China. So I thought that was like one of the smartest things in the world is like get the player base hooked on something and then like slowly transition or encourage them to play the newer and newer iterations of it. Oh, okay. So that was very interesting. Yeah. But anyways. All right. Anyways. Uh, so, okay. So did you do... So yes or no or somewhat? Did you no, play? I don't think so. I no. don't think you played. I, I played. Any. I played a little bit of Dayok, but I didn't play EverQuest or RuneScape. I feel like there was one that you had played that I had like never heard of. Uh, I played Loader. Um, I played Rift. That was I. Th- maybe that was it. So yeah, I played you did, Rift. So you did a little bit. 
I played Warhammer. Yeah, I, I played some old school MMOs. I didn't play specifically all three of those, though. No, I, I wanted to play a day after. Those were just kind of like example. On. Oh, you played uh, Lotro. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. what I said Lotro. Sorry. Yeah. Um, so Lotro, yeah. Uh, what was the one coming out that you said you're. you're... Ashes. Ashes of Creation. Okay. If you haven't looked at that, would recommend. I mean, it's. The, I'm sure when it gets closer, I will uh, get you to play it with me, but. Everybody's gonna play. This it's one has a. This one has a rating. Has it not come out? Uh, it's in alpha two. I oh, think, right I now. see. I see. Okay. Yep. The developer is. I've talked about this before. The developer was a very early, uh, successful businessman, and he made like a lot of money and investment stuff. And so he played a lot of old MMO. All the ones we just talked about, he played those, and he loved them. And he hates every new MMO. So he's like, "Fuck it, I'm just going to solely fund this game." And he's building it from the ground up, and it looks really, really, really good. And he literally said, "Like, I'm not going to release it until it's ready." Uh, they even delayed the release date so they could transition it to the new Unreal Engine so that it has longevity to it. Like everything they're doing, I'm just like, "Thank you." There's you can tell there's just not this capitalistic mindset going into it. It's purely like. I, this is a passion project. I want to make a really, really good game that people will enjoy. Gotcha. And I am just so excited for it. My God. All right. Uh, your second one was spend more time with CRPGs this year. I don't think you yeah, did. That. I, did you? Uh, well, I beat uh, Divinity. Was that last year? Jesus. Well, I think I beat Divinity. That's not an old one, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, what, I thought I played another one too. No, I guess I didn't play any uh, classic ones. I played mostly newer ones. Okay. All right. So mine were Populous. I did not. Paper Mario. Wait, Populous the beginning or Populous? Populous. <laughs> <laughs> Paper Mario. I Which did. you did. I did. Yeah. Super Mario Sunshine. Obviously, I did not because we're going to be doing that for our game of the quarter. Uh, Metal Gear for NES, I did, and Skies of Arcadia, which I guess I did I technically did not, but I obviously have played it now. Oh, um, okay. So new ones. Uh, why don't you? Well, I'll go. I'll go first. You can. You can cap us off. Sure. Um, my number five is just to play more. Not necessarily more game variety, but more console variety. Um, cause you play such a variety of console. What the hell are you no, talking dude, about? Last year was like the year of PS1 for me. 90, was it really? Yeah. I played so many PS1 games. And like beside, outside of that, it was mostly... feel like Well, I could be wrong. I feel like it's, it was either PS1 or something on a on the computer. And that was, that was most of what I played. I didn't play any 3DO last year. I didn't play... I don't think I played any Dreamcast. Like I didn't do any of like the kind of more unique and obscure stuff. Uh, so I want to play, I want to do more, you know, like Atari Lynx, 3DO, you know, some handheld stuff. Uh, I didn't even play much like Super Nintendo last year, I don't think. Just more console variety is, is, what, is what I want. Sega CD, that's another, that's another fun one to, to, dig, to dig into sometimes. Uh, so that's, I want to do, I want to do better about that this year. I feel like uh, Super Nintendo is the easiest console to play for the podcast. It it's just like there's so many good titles, and every time I'm like, I feel like I played most of the games for Super Nintendo, and then I'm like, I go read like a top because oh, no. you know <laughs> there's so many top hundred lists that will have games you've never even heard of. And like SNES drunk, he's still going strong. He still has no problem yeah. finding games to talk about, and he's been doing it forever. 
So, like, yes, there are a, a million Super Nintendo games, and a lot of them are are still, you know, pretty playable. All right, what's your so what's your number five resolution? So I'm going to share with you. My number five is not applying to just classic games. It's actually applying to non-classic games. So sorry, I did not really have strong five strong ones for classic. So I just wanted to put one in for just general gaming, okay. which is uh, I want to continue exploring more and more roguelites and roguelikes. Oh, okay. uh, so I played Cult of the Lamb a little bit earlier this earlier this year, late last year, and then I started playing Darkest Dungeon again, which I'm really enjo- I'm really really enjoying that. Oh more. man, <laughs> don't make, don't, don't the make second me one comes out too. The second one comes out uh, next month. Oh so, no, does it really? Yeah. So I just been on a kick. I mean, Zach plays Hades almost every day. I still play Slay Spire all the time. Uh-huh. I know, I know. There's only so much time. I'm, I'm getting to that point in my life where I'm getting a resurgence of gaming. Like for a while, I had a drought, and now I'm getting older to where time's going faster, and I do not feel like I have enough time to play all the games I want to now. So, <laughs> it's unfortunate. But uh, yeah, that's my number five. I was thinking about uh, downloading Hades on Switch. It's an amazing Switch port. I love it I'm, so much. I know it has to be. Uh, how's, how's Cult of the Lamb? I, I hear mixed things about it. Eh, I, I got bored of it. Uh, okay. Lisa got that's bored about, of it too. That's kind of what I heard. Yeah, it's uh, it, it looks so good in theory and like when you watch people play i'm like fuck that looks fun and then i play it and i'm like the combat is just not good enough it's okay. not like hate if you play hades and you play this game <laughs> you, you even... will not enjoy the combat no. <laughs> it's just not there and, and the story is like cool and the base building mechanic is kind of cool but lisa said the base building mechanic gets really tiresome and repetitive and, and it hits a dead end at a certain point so okay that's kind of yeah no. kind of falls in line with the little bit of the, that i've heard about it too i went into it really hoping it was gonna be good too Man, now I want to play Darkest Dungeon. I I've played it like great two game. or three times. It is great, but I always get to a point where I feel like I'm just bashing my head against a wall. And then that's I what I'm doing right now. Really? I am on. Lisa is super far in. She is like super super far in, and I'm I am just like on the verge of like I might just restart because I just feel like I'm so fucked into a corner right now. Yep. Uh, I hope to. I hope they kind of fix some of that with with two, which I'm sure they I'm sure they're aware of it and thinking about that. Oh, Pokemon roguelike by the way there is i think somebody is building a mod for it they're building like a uh, a custom mod thing Isn't that for that what it, the nuzlocke thing is kind of but like this is much much more nuzlocke uh kind of run its ran its course for a lot of people me myself included i, I every time i think of pokemon I'm like oh pokemon that sounds fun and then i play it i'm like this is the same fucking thing over and over and over but i would love a true if you could adopt some like really creative approaches with it from a roguelike perspective uh-huh. i think it'd be very interesting i think it'd be a very cool crossover so that is something that apparently the community is working on okay which is pretty cool i'll tell you about it want to hear more about it all right uh so so your number five was sorry was what to do what just keep explore i just want to keep exploring more and more roguelikes and roguelites because they just every time i play one every time i find a good one i'm like god gotcha. damn this game is good okay just kind um, of right now. yeah my number four is um to play either wing commander privateer or free space two these are space combat sims. They're supposed to be really good. I've, you know, as you know, I've the past couple of the past few years, I've been playing some, you know, going through some of the Wing Commander games, and I've been really liking those. Uh, Privateer, from what I hear, is supposed to be a really cool one. Free Space Two, I've heard, is supposed to be one of like the great space combat sims of all time, 
and uh, I've never played it. So one of these is, uh, I, I hope to play at least one of these during the year. Oh, you love Space Sims, man. Yeah, they're, uh, yeah, I really do. Okay. Oh, uh, oh, uh, my number four. So they're doing a re-release of Final Fantasy one through six for the Switch this year. It's supposed to come out in spring of this year. I think it's the last I checked. Uh, I've been wanting to play Final Fantasy six a lot in the last couple months, but I didn't want to play it on my computer. So I am uh, more than likely going to buy the bundle when it comes out and at least play six, but probably five as well. Oh, okay. So, oh, so wait, have you never played six? I have, but I haven't like. It's been a long time, and the last time I played it, I got like decently far into it, and I just kind of lost interest. But I was watching somebody play it not too long ago. And I was like, "My God, I really want to play this again." <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Awesome. It's a, nope. it's it's definitely. I mean, as you know, it's it's a good one. Yeah. 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 Uh. So all right, I'm writing these down. So because this year I had to go back and like listen to the episode. <laughs> And like find that timestamp where we're talking oh, about I'm writing sucks. it down yeah, so next sense. next year I maybe don't have to uh, do that if I even remember that I did this. I was gonna say if you remember where it is, <laughs> yeah. And if you, both your hard drives don't fry. Yep. Um. Okay. Uh, my number three is Rayman Two. Okay. Um, Rayman Legends. I played. It's been a while now. That was like if I if. If I'm not wrong, it's the most recent Rayman game. And I played that on, what was it? The Wii U, I want to say. And it was, it actually is one of my favorite games I've ever played. I loved it so much. Even though I, even though I don't really like platformers usually, this one it like transcends the platformer genre. I loved it so much. So shortly after I did that, I I played one for the podcast, which was a uh, Rayman one is an Atari Jaguar game. And it wasn't that good. I didn't really like it. But since I loved Legends so much, I want to go back and explore, you know, explore some of the original ones a little bit more. So I want So it's time. It's been a while now. It's it's time that I really go back and give Rayman two a shot. Cool. All right. Uh, what about you? What's your number? Uh, Number three. It? Number three. Another Final Fantasy game. Uh, Final Fantasy twelve. I have given Final Fantasy twelve multiple tries, and I can never beat it. I can never get through it. Uh, and I, I want to. So I think the last time I played it, I played the international version, which is what Blake actually recommended years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I really want to try and give this game a shot. Every time I watch people play it, I'm like, this game looks fun, and the story doesn't seem too bad. And like every time I watch it, I'm like. And then I play it, and I get bored after like five or six hours. So I, I, I at some point this year, I'm gonna give it another try. Just hopefully, 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 I can actually go through it. But we'll see. Tell me when you do that, because I'll, I'll, I'll probably get to this one this year. Uh, almost will certain. I will almost certainly get to that one this year. Okay, we can do well. it at the same time. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Uh, maybe a little bit later because I got to play ten, and I got to play ten two also, and then this would be after that because obviously eleven. We've already I think twelve is the last one we could play for the podcast. Staken too. Yes, you're. That's right. Um, also, something. What was I going to say? Oh, there's 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 another new version of twelve. After oh, really? The, beyond the international one. Beyond the international one, it is. It's just called. Okay, okay. So, inter, international zodiac job system sure. was the one that you're talking about. One came out in 2017 called just Final Fantasy XII, The Zodiac Age. 
Um, okay, so uh, well, okay. Evidently, this is a PS4 game. So, do you you don't have a PS4? I don't think, do you? No, no. Okay. PS2 is the new, new system. I okay. <laughs> okay, so yeah, so then you'll probably need to play International Zodiac Job System. But I hear that Zodiac Age even improves on it a little bit more still. Oh, that's cool. So that's probably the one that I'll do because I have played the original 12 and I got like maybe 12 hours in like when it originally came out. And it was exactly like you said, like I just didn't really get hooked on it. So since I have given the original a shot, I I do want to play kind of... My understanding is these Zodiac versions are kind of more... They're kind of like director's cuts where it's kind of like more in line with what they had originally envisioned uh, and couldn't do for whatever reason. So, yeah, I definitely want to play the Zodiac Age version when I do it. I found... Here, I'm going to just link this to you. I found a great video. This guy does really, really surprisingly in-depth videos on... uh, Oh shit! I just sent it to the, well, I, I just sent it to the games, the one with with like, Hunter and all them. Um, he does really really in depth videos on the different versions of games, and most of them are on like Final Fantasy games. And uh, you might want to just check it out because it's it gives you a lot of information. But it sounds like you're pretty much going to be playing Internet uh, Zodiac International yeah, version. Yeah. Um. Okay, so Final Fantasy XII. That's a cool one. I like that. My number two is... Where'd it go? Ah, my number two is Tactics Ogre. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Hunter loves this game. Does he? Okay. Yeah. I, I've i never played any of them, and I know that the... What, what's the remake? Which which is the remake that just came out? It's it's not Tactics... I can't remember. He, he has it. It's Ogre Battle remake yeah I think right so. okay right. i get them confused because i hadn't played them and all the names are so similar i think tactics ogre is the first of of all of those um so yeah i want to and i hear the remake is of ogre battle if that's the one that was remade whatever the remake is that just came out i hear good things about it so <laughs> i want to give i want to i do want to play the remake but before i do that i want to go back and play these the original ones Leading, you know, b- before I play that one, so, and also there's they're supposed to be pretty cool, you know, regardless. So it's it's been a, I've never played any of them. It's time I finally start giving these a shot. Cool, I like it. All right, what? So are we to number one now? Uh, two for me. Oh yeah, that's right, number two. Okay. Uh, my number two is I want to uh, give Gran Turismo four another try. I always really liked Gran Turismo three, and every time I I want to play a Gran Turismo game, I usually play the third one again for the umpteenth time. Uh-huh. I've played four a little bit, but not nearly as much as three. And I was going to play the fifth one. I was like, I've never played the fifth one, but it came out like 2009 or 2010. So uh, at some point this year, because I've wanted to play Gran Turismo again for a little while. Hmm. I think on something else as well. But uh, yeah, uh, it's, it's one of the games that I've I've been itching to play for a little, bit, a little while now. Sweet. All right. My number one is to go back. There are, I believe, just two... LucasArts point and click adventure games that I have not played for the podcast yet. Wow. I know. I don't, I'm surprised there are any because there's not a whole lot of them in general. Um, but given that I'm such a fan of the, of, of the genre and of the LucasArts ones in particular, I thought it was kind of funny that I hadn't, that there are still a couple that I haven't covered yet. 
So I'm going to play either. I again, I think these are the only two that I haven't done yet. So I'm going to play either Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade or The Dig. One of those. Cool. Are you looking forward to that? I don't want to give anything away. Okay. Let me just say it's been I I Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. I've actually played very little of, so I don't I don't really know about that one too much. Um, I do remember what I thought of the dig. You know, I'll just say I I don't remember liking the dig. Okay. Um, but maybe that'll change. Maybe not. We'll see at at hopefully some point this year. All right, what's your number one? My number one is I, I, I you played a Xenosaga title for our podcast in the last year, I think, correct? Oh gosh, Zeno, uh, yes, yeah, Xenosaga. Yeah, I played. Was it last year? Yeah, we'll say it was either last. Years, yeah, yeah it, it was definitely the last two years. It might have been last year. Yeah. Sure. Long story short, I'm going to play something from the Xenosaga series. Some, that, that's one of my my New Year's resolutions. I've wanted to for a while. Uh, oh, yeah. I have a close friend who has played the series and talks to me about it a lot. And uh, I just wanted to for a long time, and I just never really had had the oomph to do it. So, uh, something I'm, I'm exploring doing this year. All right. Well, well good and luck. I'm feeling all the same reaction you do, but we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Well. Okay. Cool. So there are our uh, resolutions for this year. We'll see. We'll see what happens with that. Yep. Um. What do we have next? Uh, we got emails to talk about. Um, let's do emails. Yeah, time for time for emails. Let me find. I think we only have one. What the fuck is my email? I, I feel like this happens every time. I pull it up and then I can't find. And then it's email section time. I'm like, all right, hold on. Where, did, where, did, where were these? All right, we have one. It's from you. You know who it's from. Uh, Chase the Night Cleaner. Cleaner. He sent us a pretty decent looking one, though, so here we go. Hello, gentlemen. Chase the Night Cleaner here with yet another email. I made a promise to Jay about letting him... Oh, wait, wait. I'm sorry. Let me... One thing. Let me me jump out of that. We did get... Someone sent us a message um, on... I I think it was Twitter. uh, Jonathan, our resident archivist. Uh, At the end of December, he sent us a message. He said... uh, Hey, Rob, I'm not 100% sure how to contact Jay, so I was hoping you would do it for me. Please let him know about Chained Echoes, a retro-inspired RPG. It may be my favorite game of this decade so far. Cheers, Jonathan. Jay, do you know about Chained Echoes? I don't. Uh, Chained Echoes 2022 role-playing video game. It's supposed to be really, really good. He's not the only person I've heard say it's great. I'll take a look at this. Yeah, check it out. I, I think I'm going to. Uh, I've got a couple other RPGs on like on Steam that I'm playing that I'm working on right now. But uh, once I get those kind of cleared away, oh, this, this yeah, this will probably oh, be the next one. This. this will be the next one that I'm going to go for. It's supposed to be, again. It's supposed to be really, really good. It looks really good from what I'm seeing so far. Okay. Sorry, Chase. Back to your email. Um, I made a promise to Jay about letting him know how the Steam Deck is. So here we go. Introduction. Oh yeah. Introduction. The Steam Deck isn't going to be for everyone. If you already have a great PC and don't really like handheld gaming, this thing won't be for you. I guess that, I mean, I think that kind of goes without saying, right? Um, also, if you 
if you already have access to older hardware that works and if you already don't have a personal collection for functioning retro games then it might not be for you that said here's a list of things i've done with my steam deck after installing an sd card to expand its storage one played a bunch of great jrpgs through steam including tactics ogre reborn two Easily installed non-Steam PC games onto the Steam Deck using desktop mode, then pushed these games into the Steam library so they activate natively in Steam. 3. Synced multiple Bluetooth controller types to the system, easily hitting four active controllers at once. Dang. So that's for multiplayer and stuff. 4. Installed GOG. 5. <laughs> bought a wireless mouse and keyboard bought a docking station that hooks up to my tv my tv and steam deck now function as a part-time pc to play those gog or non-controller games oh that's so cool actually that's so cool <laughs> you're getting are you getting is your mouth watering? i'm not gonna buy i will tell you right now i'm not gonna buy one i can't justify the cost but it, i mean that is very cool it is cool six installed emu deck app which makes playing emulators on the steam deck really really easy uh. <laughs> seven instead <laughs> i love you love the real-time reaction that, that's why i would want it more than anything to be honest with you but yeah. go ahead installed a secondary app that allows me to wirelessly transfer any roms i may or may not have to my steam deck from my pc Eight. And, and, and why, why that's so important too just because i i had a i had a uh, media pc that i had some issues with but one of the cool things about it is every time I was done playing a game on my uh, media PC, I would just email myself a file of my save so that I could like continue going back and forth between my home computer and my media computer. Mm -hmm. So that what 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 he's referencing to, you could probably do the same thing with that, which is oh, just so great. <laughs> uh, next uh, number eight installed and pushed NES, SNES, sixty four. Genesis, Dreamcast, PS1, and PS2 games onto the Steam library to play them natively in game mode, like as if they were a game designed for Steam Deck. Nine, played those games with only minor performance issues specifically noticed for Dreamcast. Wow. I've done a lot of tinkering. Most of this stuff is really easy to execute and has tons of guides on how to do it. Conclusion, the Steam Deck is a great piece of hardware is incredibly dynamic, may require a few additional purchases, but can do all kinds of great contemporary and retro gaming things. It's like a juiced up switch with may, with way more possibility. That's exactly how I wondered. That's like how I looked at it in my mind. Not even joking. Yeah. Uh, the Steam Deck is a, is a night cleaner approved device. My new favorite way to play most games. Wow. That's, that's a big statement. And specifically... And specifically retro games that I can't play elsewhere. But enough about hardware. Let's talk software and our question of the day. New year and maybe some new goals for the classic gaming crew, but also an excellent time to reflect on the mistakes of the past. Oh, no. I don't know where this is going. Now that I'm a working adult, I find it interesting to discuss games with coworkers and colleagues but I've noticed that... Yeah, don't do that. But I've noticed that some of them carry some shame for liking video games or having spent so much time playing a single game. Is there any one game you are embarrassed to discuss with others or that you are embarrassed to admit you played? Yeah. I mean, I feel like I feel that way about a lot of games, to be honest. I don't, <clears throat> I don't usually tell whenever people ask me like, Oh, you play video games. Like, yeah. 
What kind of games do you play? I play a lot of stuff. You know, I just play a variety. I am not specific for that reason because I just don't really want to have the conversation of you spent X amount of hours doing playing this game. Like that's so crazy. And I'm like, yeah, how, you know, yeah, I did. And like, I I have no problem with it. So it's just more of like having that same conversation over and over and over. People makes me just lose my mind. You don't just say, oh, you should play this great game called oh. Honey Pop. Don't yeah, definitely don't do that. I definitely just don't waste my time because. You know, the irony of it is is people who usually have that sentiment are the same people who binge watch an entire show in one night. And I'm like, the irony of that is just, just if you don't catch it, or if they don't catch it, then I'm like, there's no there's no point even telling them. Also, most people have this like sentiment that video games for kids still, like a lot of adults do, yeah. which is so crazy to me because I mean, there are so many games that are just amazing, like just such beautiful games. So I'm yes, I am generally the same way. Um Although I, uh, one of my jobs, I work with a lot of people who are, you know, mostly five to 10 years younger than me. And some of them do play stuff. So like one guy, I'll be like, oh man, I've been playing like the, some of the new Resident Evil games lately. Do you play any of those anymore? And so like, there are a few people that I can find that like, I can legitimately have that conversation with, but 99% of the time, it's just like, oh yeah, you know, I like, I like to play old, old games. And that's kind of like the end of it. Yep. Do yeah, whenever you, people ask what I do, I just say hiking. Like, oh, I hike. Just a very yeah, simple and, thing that and, people don't hear about. If the, okay, that's another thing. If the question is, what type of things do you like to do? I feel like playing video games is a weird answer to that. Because that's, it's it's kind of like, what do you like to do? Oh, uh, you know, I like to watch TV. Like, that's not really, like, I, they're, they're not asking most of the time people aren't asking what you do like when you're just leisuring out and not trying to be productive they're usually like oh what kind of hobbies do you have that's that's usually what yeah. that question means um and i don't think i mean like i play a ton of games as do you and you know a lot of people that we know i don't consider that a hobby i consider that like something that i do for fun when i'm trying to chill out and don't feel like having to really you know make something or do something productive. It's, I don't consider that a hobby. So I, I kind of consider that a weird thing to, to say when somebody asks, what do you do? I'm more apt to say like what one of my hobbies is as opposed to, Oh, you know, I watch TV sometimes and sometimes I play video games sometimes even reading. Like that's kind of a weird answer to, to me in, in my opinion to give to that question. So yeah, if the question is, what do you do? It's not going to come up. But if they're like, oh, do you ever play games or, or like, or, or what do you do like in your downtime to relax? Then if that's the question, then I'll be like, oh, you know, sometimes I play games or just, you know, chill out around the house or whatever. I can see that. Yeah. I, I just generally am very reserved about it because I, in a lot of cases, I don't feel like I have a similar taste in games. People, not, not that mine is superior or theirs is inferior or anything like that. Just most of the time when I talk to people about video games, we don't have similar tastes. And <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, oh, so you like Pac-Man? What, what what I'm worried about is I'm gonna hear I play Minecraft or I play mm -hmm, PUBG mm -hmm. or I play Fortnite. Like that's that's what I'm worried I'm gonna hear, and I'm just like, oh, that's really cool. Like I'm gonna exit this conversation as quickly as possible. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm sure people that feel the same way about MMOs. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. Is there any one game that you are embarrassed? To, so for you, as you you kind of just don't discuss it in general. 
Yeah. I, I don't think I, I to, I'm not really embarrassed about any. I probably wouldn't lead with the, like, oh, yeah, I love Honey Poppy. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, you have a clear answer for this. I one. mean, I do kind of do, like, because that's kind of a, I mean, even though, like, I the, the game is legitimately fun, like the actual gameplay, I think, that's just kind of a, that's not where I want to go with the conversation. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's going to end up in a weird place. So. Why, Robert? Is it weird? Uh, <laughs> it's, can you please explain yes, it? I don't is. understand. Um, oh, is it? Why? Can you please, why is that weird, Robert? Just go, just look it up. Okay. Look it up. God, what an answer. Um, let's see. What else? Uh, I have a coworker that admits he's embarrassed how much he used to play WoW. There you go. Which is surprising to me because he used to do end game raids and manage them. That's basically a second job in terms of prep and execution. I've never really been embarrassed of playing a game myself, but I also have very little shame. Maybe you are the same. Maybe not. Uh, that's it for me. As always, thank you for this really fun part of your show and for taking time to work through these emails. Chase and Night Cleaner. Thanks, Chase. Thank you very much, Chase. Um, current gaming subcast, you got anything? Uh, I am... So I, I, I talked to you about Mage Knight before. I got a... I think I may have shared this on the Mage podcast Knight? last time. Mage Knight, it's, it's a very, very fun board game. I, I want to show oh, you what's coming okay. here. Uh, but I, I, there were some things I asked for it. I, I love my family cause they asked, they, they pressure me so hard for lists for the holidays and then they never get me what I asked for, which just stresses <laughs> Oh, really? Yeah. So what I started doing is just like give them That's like shit great. that I need. And then I just, they usually just give me gift cards and then I'll use the gift cards to buy what I want. So that's just kind of this weird, stupid transaction we <laughs> have today. Which, funny. Yeah. Uh, but I bought uh, a, a, a what is called the Ultimate Edition of Mage Knight, which is a even more complex version of Mage Knight, and I've been playing it on and off since I got it a couple weeks ago. And my god, it, it is so fun. I really want to show it to you at some point. It's obnoxiously complicated, but okay. when you actually get into it, there's not a bigger dopamine push than playing this game. <laughs> really? There's just no way. Yep. Uh, the second one is Frosthaven is supposed to be here, hopefully within the next month, so... Uh, yeah, I'll let you know when it comes out because I'm going to be MIA for a while, but I just cannot wait for it. Awesome. Oh. Um, I played the Resident Evil 3 remake. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, so I've heard, a, I heard a lot of complaints about it and I played it and I was like, as I was playing, I was like, I don't know what people are talking about. This is really pretty good. Like, I didn't hear what the complaints were specifically. I just see a lot of people talking about like, oh, they didn't do a good job with it. Um, the problem is it's so short is what I, is what I learned. And it's like a full price damn game. I finished it in, I think it was like five and a half hours. What? How much was this? <laughs> I got it on sale for like $7, but it is, I'll, let me see. I've got steam right here. Um, Seven hours. Like think that's insane. Yeah, uh, let's see. On Steam, it is even right now. It's on sale for nine dollars. Maybe maybe I got it for nine for nine dollars, but it's it's a forty dollar game. Dang. So definitely on sale. I do think it's worth it. It's like all the quality is there. The gameplay is really good. The the story, like I like this better than the original Resident Evil Three, <laughs> even though it's shorter. I feel like they do more with the, they do a little bit more with the story. Um, I just I really thought it was pretty good. It's just so short is why people don't like it. But if you forget, like link the side, it really is a, a very good game. 
Um, again, that being said, wait till it's on sale because forty bucks for a five and a half hour game is kind of is kind of steep. Yeah, yeah, that's not a good deal. <laughs> that's not a good deal. Uh, but I it, I feel like it is on sale pretty often. So grab it on sale, and it's it's very good. Um, that's kind of it for me. That's really I I think there are a couple others that I've played, but um, not really a whole lot worth mentioning too much. Uh, that's that's kind of the main one. Jay, this wraps it up. This was this was a longie. But uh, it actually wasn't two hours and fifteen minutes. But yeah, oh, it wasn't too long, was it? Nope. Okay, maybe not. Um, so uh, so quick reminders to everybody: our game of the quarter, which we'll be talking about, probably, I'm gonna guess three episodes from now. Uh, that'll be sometime around the end of March. Is Super Mario Sunshine? So if you want to play that and send in your thoughts, please feel free to do so. We'll both be playing it then. Um, Be thinking about uh, our 10th anniversary idea that we were talking about. Um, uh, Whatever game you think is a a damn shame that we haven't covered yet, that we really should have covered by now and we haven't, whatever you think the most important game is for us to cover that we haven't, Tell us what that is. Go ahead and just start sending us that email so we can start having that conversation and figuring it out ahead of time and getting an idea of, of what's going to be coming up. So if you have any thoughts, even if you don't have any thoughts, come up with something. Email it to us and, and let us know. Yeah, send us a damn email. That's what <laughs> and, and let us know why this is this is the one that's you know the, the most neglected so far. That that we that the most important that we should have covered so far. Uh Aside from that, I'm at King Octavius on Twitter. We are at Class Gamescast. Leave us awesome reviews on iTunes or wherever you listen to us. Tell all your friends because we're bad about uh, we're bad about marketing on our own. So we need you to do it Not for question. us. Um, email us mail at classicgamingpodcast.com. And I think that's it. Jay, any any last words? Please make sure to verbally abuse Robert for encouraging the use of Honey Pop. But yes. (laughs) The use of Honey Pop. Okay. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll see you in about three weeks.